Some films are mediocre Some films aren't good or bad Some films won't win an Oscar Welcome to the spooky Halloween episode of Mixed Bag, where we review the mixed, muddled, meh, and mediocre films of film history. I'm Matt. <laughs> that was a voice choice we were not ready for. Uh, this is Cassandra. I don't think my audio equipment was ready for it either. I'm James. Um, uh, sorry, that was our friend Count. Hi, Count. Bye. <laughs> Um, he yeah. ran, he's running out of time. Oh, he's gone. He's, he's out. Just, he's, get him. he's turned into a bat. Van Helsing. Whoa. Van Helsing. <laughs> okay. Oh, he's not a bat. Uh, oh, he just flew out the window, guys. Oh, well, that was. Happy Halloween, guys. Well, that was our first guest. Yeah. Um, but I guess we'll move on with a guestless episode. Yeah. Um, we didn't really hadn't really planned for that. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh it's Halloween. It, well, just a couple of days passed. Um, yeah. What did everyone dress up as? What? <laughs> For Halloween. I know Matt's dressed up I as mean, somebody. I'm... It was on a Thursday. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Halloween was, was on house. a Thursday. I don't know. We live in um, New Zealand. It's not really a big thing here. It's like, it's Saturday now that we're recording and I'm going to a Halloween party. I am dressed up as uh, a DNA test because I am 100% Matt bitch. Hmm. <laughs> It's still very good. Yeah. I, I dressed up purely for the gram and for my two friends. Um, Earlier today. Yep. And so you can see that it's actually uh, just on our wait, Facebook page and all our socials. A thematic um, moment for this for this particular episode. Yeah. Wait, what did you dress up as? <laughs> you saw it met hours ago. Oh, oh, for this podcast. Yes, for this podcast. Right, gotcha. But I did not uh, celebrate on Thursday. I made ginger beer, which isn't exactly Halloween themed. I hey. just saw it on ginger beer culture. Yeah, Duh. cultured. Cultured. Ginger <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. Uh, no, I had seen uh, Brad Leon on Bon Appetit, and then I was like, Brad is great. Because I'm a bit scatterbrained. Like, I never know what I'm doing. Uh, and then I see Brad, and I'm like, Brad has got it down. He embraces his scatter nature. So I was like, mm. let's be like Brad. Let's I make some ginger beer. I was very excited that James, was, that James was inspired <laughs> into doing some cooking, of, like, you know, baking. Because normally I'm the one that comes home and it's just like, James, I've decided I'm making cathedral cake. And he's like, what? It's 11 p.m. I'm like, I've got the ingredients. Okay, okay. We start now. Or is you, you're in bed and then you just sit up and you're like, <laughs> we didn't make a lemon meringue pie now. <laughs> it's, it's time for some maple crumble. Right. Yeah. What is cathedral cake? This is actually one of my mother's recipes. I yeah. Actually, it's got like glazed cherries and things in it. I think. Okay. I've um, had um. I, it's I've not had one that I've actually made myself. Cathedral jelly at Christmas. Cathedral that, jelly, delicious. Family, mate. I think, um, I mean, it's those, champagne jelly with berries in it. Extremely good. That's glorious. Those um, yeah. the sweet sound hashtag blessed. What? Do you get it? No. Oh, the, the sweet sound hashtag oh, blessed. Yeah. I thought you said oh, give me the sweet sound of hashtag blessed. <laughs> I thought you were just saying like, nonsense <laughs> and then you're like, better end it with a good hashtag though. Uh, it's like, all about delivery. That's good. We're not listening to each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, certainly it is all about delivery, as we will find out later today. Yeah. But oh, before yeah. we get there, should we get into the um, mm. pop corner? Pop, 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 pop corner. 
Welcome to the pop corner, everyone. Now you're in it. Uh, so <laughs> the only we... seg- the only segment where we have a sound cue, which is well, you know, where is this one for the major? F- yeah, the main feature. We don't have one, one for the right? feature presentation. Or, oh, do no. we not? No, no we don't. Oh. We don't have one for Baggett of no. Beth either. Yeah. No, I don't know why we've got a one a single amount of things. I, it's kind of funny. I like it. Um, so, so what have people we... been saying? Um, I I saw two, not great films but i enjoyed watching them i saw zombie land double tap which much hyped on this podcast oh yeah 100 percent. we're very I, keen it's look, 10 years more than 10 it's years? 10 it's one it's 10 it's, right. 10 it's 10 years since because zombie land was in 2009 mm-hmm. um look i was just there for some jesse eisenberg and emma stone content and it did not disappoint they get married at the end, which is wow. cute. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Look, none of us is going to watch it. I mean, none of you two. I mean. <laughs> Never. And we're the only oh. people yeah. that important. Probably not even on a plane. I would rewatch something that I've I You're missing liked. out. Uh, yeah. I feel like if you want to... I mean, I like the original there's Zombieland, a lot more I Jesse just, action. I, I feel I no... I, I forgot how much I stand Jesse Eisenberg. I was like... He's great on screen. He's and he so funny. hasn't aged a day. He is not. Neither know, of them have. Still got that curly hair. Yeah, and yeah, I'm, both of them are I'm, looking great. I'm kind of got Brislin being like, "You're an adult." I mean, yeah, she's like, <laughs> she's like, she's maybe like three inches taller than she was, but also she's got like deep smoker's voice and smoker's <laughs> teeth. So um, I'm just like, so I'm that's like, what Ooh. Hollywood does. Child yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, no teeth shaming, obviously. Totally. Um, but yeah. Uh, Abigail Breslin has, yeah, maybe not aged in, like, face, but definitely in attitude and, like, carriage. Mm. But well, I had a fun time. Zoe Deutsch is really fun in it. You're you'll aware of her? I don't think I know who this Rings is. Rings a bell, maybe? She was in Everybody Wants Some, which I have not seen, but, um... That's uh, the one that's got two exclamation marks at the end? Yes, yes. Oh, the that's the Linklater one, Linklater. Yeah. I, I saw her for the first time in the Netflix romantic comedy Set It Up, which is actually very cute. Mm. Um, but yeah, she plays this this ditzy kind of um, character called Madison, obviously because everyone else is named after place names. Yeah. Um, and I was like, mm, that's that's clever because it yeah. could it could be one or the other. Only just yeah. getting that truth be told. That's all right. Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't. Oh, maybe. I'd, no. Yeah, they're all I named after like the place yeah, no, they're I going get that now. to. I feel like, that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I see. Place so it's called Columbus. And oh, so yeah. Yeah. Columbus. to me, like. Honestly, if I was watching the like me as like an objective like movie in- critic slash enthusiast, I'm just like the screenplay is telling me that Zoe Deutsch is actually the character that Jesse Eisenberg should be with. But I don't care. I was rooting for not for them. They don't end up together. But I feel like logically they should, because Zoe Deutsch's character actually likes. Jesse Eisenberg's character for who he is. It's weird when film like it's clear yeah. like leading to that point. Yeah. But then you feel like a better studio interference. But I don't care. Yeah. Or like too many people that were fans of the original yeah. had watched it and been like, this cannot happen. Is it um what's together. the is it pretty in pink? With like, with like Ducky and stuff like yeah. that? Everyone's well the original well, the original um ending was um, yeah, it's kind of the opposite. Yeah, yeah. was oh. What's right. her face? Molly Ringwald's character with John Cryer's character, right. but then like it didn't test well, oh, so they were like, they "No, she has to, to she has mm. to um, end up with a hunk played by Andrew um, something." That guy. Yeah, yeah. That happened with Scott Pilgrim as well. Are very bad. Yeah, where, um, they, Scott Pilgrim. He was meant to end up with, um, with knives. Knives. Yeah, which I. 
would have liked because that's what that film is building towards. It's yeah. not right yeah. for the comic book, but in that yeah. film, you're like, yeah, that should be it. He should try and turn a new leaf instead yeah. of mm. going back Planning to this toxic relationship that clearly yeah. isn't working. Clearly, I don't care because Jesse Eisenberg and Emma Stone are doing so well for themselves, and I love them, and I love both of them, and they should make more movies together. Also, where's the new Jesse Eisenberg and Andrew Garfield movie? I want to see those two together again. Yeah, neither of them are doing like... It could be in Boom along with Andrew Garfield. That's true. Just cast on No, but I want them, like, you know what? I would cast them in Giovanni's room. They're not right for it, but I would cast them You'd cast them in there anyway. Which one's Giovanni's room? To James Baldwin novel. Yeah. Oh, right. It's his gay one. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> God, have I'm you sure seen... I'm sure he has more than one, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. famous I like, just got reminded... Controversially gay one. I got reminded of... There's a, there's a photo of Marlon Brando and James Baldwin. Oh, yeah, and then together. it looks like they've just fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's just got that, like, quietly confident, like, yeah, we did it. Yeah. It's the best photo, if you haven't Well, seen no, it's funny, because, like, Marlon Brando was just like, oh, whatever, I do this all the time. But yeah. James is just like, fucking win. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because honestly, like Marlon Brando at his like most attractive. Yeah, Brando. Oh my god, yeah. Brando's. Oh god. It's like in the last Tango kind of period. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Have you guys seen this like video of like Paul Newman and James Dean doing a screen test together? No. Um, the chemistry's through the roof. Oh my god, I need to see this. We we we're gonna YouTube it, but everyone watch it because it's the most homoerotic thing I've ever seen. What is the film for? I think it might have been East of Eden. Ah. Okay. Um, so James booked, but Paul did not. But their chemistry, I was like, oof, they probably fucked after. Like, Are they, is, was James Dean by? Like, that's pretty canonical. I at think this so, time. Yeah. I'm pretty oh, sure. I didn't know yeah. That, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to learn my bi icon. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then the other film that I saw is The Much Maligned. The Goldfinch. No, only supported by Ansel Elgort's mum. Oh, God. And Ansel, I guess. Yeah. Well, first of all, Ansel Elgort, his horrid like he's a bad actor we've been having some long like off podcast conversations about Anne Solo and his yeah so his, yeah. his how he seems know. like a terrible person in real life his um, his, his DJ name is Anne Solo Anne which Solo. you know that's that's all all you need to know Mm-hmm. Um, we refer to him only by this name. <laughs> yeah, it feels like it, it was like solo. his bed. To, I bet he would have loved to play solo in the. Uh, in oh the, yeah, yeah. The They've tried out Star for Wars it multiple film. times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who got it? Oh, it's the guy Alden, from um, Alden Ehrenreich. That's right. From another, another interesting name. Yeah. Man. Well, yeah. <laughs> so many interesting names. Like Taron Egerton. Like what yeah. are these names? What are these boys? Who yeah, are these boys? The what are the names? Just the odd names. Yeah. Um, so the Goldfinch. Because I read the book, I'm like. Mm, it is bad and that they don't really give the scenes time to breathe they kind of just like go through the book mm. like without giving anything the proper um you know weight and emotion behind each scene so it looks it is almost kind of yeah they're just racing through to the finish line it's not great but i don't think it's horrid like is there an mvp like is there anyone that's giving because there's a lot of good actors in that Honestly, Jeffrey Wright, Jeffrey Wright is fine. He doesn't get much to do. He has Nicole, one scene. Nicole, yeah. So yeah. you say more about like, just kind of a forgettable bad yeah, a film little bit, as opposed yeah. to like this is awful worst film ever. It's yeah, like, it's just forgettably bad. I think it's because the the source material was so acclaimed that right. like, right. Um, like in comparison, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And 
it just never should have been a film. Like, it mm. should have been... I feel like if The Room had time to breathe and maybe cast a different lead actor, it would have been fine. Because yeah. this was from the director of Brooklyn, which famously is amazing. Like, I yeah. love Brooklyn. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah. But I think it should have been a miniseries. Like, obviously it's not great, but, like, I think I was expecting a train wreck. Right. Yeah. But it wasn't... It was just, like, kind of average. Who like, could have held the lead role, like Taron? I was what? Who could have held it? Do you reckon who would have been a better fit than Ansel? I mean, Timmy. Egerton. or Timmy? Yeah. Timmy. Well, Timmy always. Timmy. Timmy's busy being a king. <laughs> you know what, Timmy? Uh, Lucas Hedges would have been good. Sensitive boy. Um, who else would have been good? Uh, honestly, not, not on solo. <laughs> yeah. Have Tar- you seen The King yet? By the way. Not yet. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. That we should um, try and see is it. This one. Your parents this. are watching it. Uh, no, I think they're watching some other... Oh, uh, no, no, mum was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she was, um, <laughs> she was not all that held. Um, and <laughs> I hear Robert it. Pattinson is the best thing about that film. I heard he was the worst. I, I think and he's his doing, French accent. <laughs> he's doing a lot of interesting choices. Oh, God. Um, but I'm kind of here for it because... Again, this this film uh, is is an example of making some strong choices, and I hear that's a sorry. I'm talking around Mommy Dearest. Um, our right feature now. presentation. Our feature yeah. prayers, but uh, I hear it's dry as hell. Yeah. King. And this is from the director of Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom and the Rover. And, the Rover yeah. and I'm quite a fan of yeah. What's his name? Michaud. David Michaud. David yeah. Michaud. Yeah. Um, but no, it just looks like this is a bit of a clunker. And Joel Edgerton mm. um, has written the screenplay, but uh, cast himself as full stuff, and it's just. It's I think just, we might have discussed James it. James cannot before. get over the. I fact can't. That Joel Edgerton is. Um, no, you can't have a pretty boy as also, full stuff. He is. He's a. You know what? Why does? Why is there an Edgerton and Egerton in Hollywood? <laughs> yeah. One one cannot live One's while the other survives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no. Aussie too, right? What's that? Is Taron? No, no, he's not Aussie. No, he's he's British. British. Taron yeah. is British, yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, yeah. I feel like this slate of Netflix films, I'm not really... Maybe I think I'm kind of into... Marriage the, Story, I'm keen for. Oh, yeah, 100% oh, Marriage yeah. Story. But the ones that, that have... And Irishman. But the ones that have been released, not really keen on seeing The Laundromat. Maybe I'll see it. Dolomite is my name. I might check out because it looks a little bit fun. Eddie yeah. Murphy and... I like that. when Eddie does a serious role, you know, he's very good in Dreamgirls. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm here for it. Uh, I like Eddie in comedy. Like, Coming to America, like Beverly Hills Cop. I actually All those are amazing. I don't know, maybe my parents just weren't Eddie fans, but I haven't actually seen a lot of his classic ones. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, like those two. Nutty Professor's in Netflix, and I cannot wait to see it. Like, mm. <laughs> and then you got to do that sequel, Nutty Professor's oh, Do the Clumps. Oh, you know, I don't know if I'm ready for the clumps. Uh, is, there, is there a cure for that yet? Yeah. Um, do you Have you watched You've anything, James? Yeah, recently? I've got some... Well, we've seen some some films. We finally saw Hustlers, and yes. it was beautiful. Excellent. Oh, my God. It was so good. So many great, like, oh, musical choices, the, the, J-Lo, the, generally, like, the, the fashion specific. Yeah. Specific choices, the, all the placement um, of like those particular it's years so is really good. As a film. The music direction of this, like the it's music supervision of the music film, music supervision yeah. so so well is done. That drop of uh, okay, we're gonna head into spoiler territory a little bit, a little bit mm. for hustlers. A little bit. So do watch it. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the Royals drop. Was oh, amazing. it's so good. Like yeah. oh, me, James and I, I was just cackling every time like yeah. a new song would come on. I'd be um, like, of course, it's just uh, great. The, the Gimme More sequence in, in the, the dealership, where she was just like, this is my song, and she was just jamming. <laughs> yeah. I'm loving this club, and then Usher comes. Usher coming at the oh, Usher, the Usher solo. So good. Shout out to, like, oh, the one that, the, the, the actress, by the way, that plays the Nana. 
uh, like the oh, yeah, grandmother Mercedes, of the mm. oh wait no 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 not, not, not Mercedes Rule yeah but the um, grandmother yes. of um, Constance, Constance Wu's character I can't remember her name is yes oh, she's got two names that whole Destiny. Christmas scene. Destiny slash yeah, Dorothy the grandmother and the Christmas scene yeah. was giving me so much life and so many like she was Cassandra great. relatives yeah <laughs> like, right, got very very relatable <laughs> to you extremely relatable Turns with this Frankie like Valley. <laughs> this, this this ensemble was on point like Kiki Palmer was amazing really sorry good. to this man yeah. I mean if that's that's only sorry to any of this man that is in this. That's only the tip of the iceberg. Kiki Palmer is honestly a gift machine. I love her. Um, who else was it? Cardi B. Cardi B. Amazing. And very Amazing. Small, so watchable. Cameo, honestly, brilliant every time. I feel like Cardi B could be the Rosie Perez of our generation. Do you know who Rosie Perez is? I do, but I don't know yeah. Rosie Perez's extreme significance on, mm. you know, yeah. not sure to the level. It's just, either. she's just so watchable. She's got like a distinctive voice, like that's very New York mm. and like... But Cardi B, a natural on screen. Of like, uh, teaching pole dancing and everything yeah. like oh, that. Oh, that's lap dancing yeah. for a um, Oh, lap dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess the whole scene with yeah. the pole dance and then into yeah. the lap dance. I'm also like, so I was sweet. sort of watching, I was like, I guess JLo must have had to learn pole dancing she for did, really, yeah. I think, but yeah. she learned it for the film. Yeah, she learned I had sort of assumed, like, also, I'm watching being like, maybe she learned this for shows or something. We're dancing right. around, but like, the main attraction yeah. is. How how good was I was surprised by yeah. how good because we yeah. had her scene where she like oh but she's just done her pole dance and she's like come into my fur oh yeah it's just <laughs> so, so magnificent from the, like the way that she was introduced pole dancing to criminal by Fiona Apple mm. lost my mind and then when she was just smoking the way she was framed on that rooftop yeah. smoking her cigarette in the fur yeah. and then mm. asking Constance Wu to come under her fur I was like oh my god I'm losing my mind and Constance <laughs> just like cuddling uh, underneath her and just yeah. looking up at her. I thought Constance was very good too. But Constance was very good in the but way that she... kind of got more of like a yeah. Yeah. leading narrative, like the narrator role. Rather what I than liked like the about Constance's performance was that like, I and I don't know if this is something intentional that she did, but like she always kind of felt like not out of place a little bit. And mm. that's what her performance was giving me. Um, and that... that read really well on film she yeah never... and it makes sense for the how we understand this character exactly, and, yeah. and particularly her as the narrator of the story not wanting to put herself in like the same light necessarily as a mm. getting else. genuinely frustrated yeah. when yeah. shit starts hitting the fan of like no you need to run your business properly also I did not know that I needed Julia Stiles again in my life but seeing her on yeah. screen again yeah. I was like hey. I do I did but she this was this was a wallpaper performance for her for me she got she got a little to do I, I, I mean I, nothing, I, every time I see Geostars I like I mean that one like I remember watching Silver Linings Playbook and I'm like oh Julia Stiles in this like two minute role oh that's right you remember that she's, she's like, like a friend the friend's wife like, yeah, 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 yeah. Friend. and I'm like okay why but great I don't know um, weird agent maybe or something I know but I, it was nice to see her on screen <laughs> but um, I think Constance Wu's like most iconic moment for me I don't know <laughs> it's like Destiny calling up um, JLo's character and she's like hurt people hurt people <laughs> classic so uh, dramatic I also yeah. saw Jojo Rabbit um, which I know neither of you guys have seen I have yes. not but I'm planning um, on seeing it what yeah, do you think early thoughts I would be keen uh, to discuss it with you guys but I I, I think a lot of it works I was surprised yeah. that two thirds of it works yeah. um, I'm very skeptical and excited because I do like Taika a lot but also yeah, the subject matter is so like it, it's like described yeah, as an anti is like the subject matter is not so much the issue yeah so it's described as an anti-hate satire and it's not like it's not sharp enough to be satirical sure, it's yeah. like a, a goofy trying to like point fun at like 
uh, how clearly like like it's like a boys club of like you want to fit in and stuff through the prism of Jojo mm-hmm. um, and and that kind of tone like the sensibility of that feels quite strong and then you get some more emotional stuff with thomason's character who's um a jewish girl hiding um in the attic is thomason jewish in real life uh i don't know i don't know i don't i don't think so so. um (laughs) she puts in a very good performance as does scarlett johansson um i know yeah i um, know i just remember the iconic tweet from james he came out as a scarlett johansson stan i know he was just uh, (laughs) she's just very i mean uh, very warm and uh delightful in this role which is not what you associate with. she's talented yeah she's talented (laughs) she's also not great human being um it's in the third act that the film really it's trying to be a lot more profound and Mm. tries to like um grapple with a lot of these kind of issues it tries to be like a kind of a life is beautiful like big profound how is how is roman sorry how is roman roman griffin davis oh the The lead lead? yeah i heard he was good he's good he's very good i mean all of the and his 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 best friend is really good too yeah it's Um, like the little like I was going to say piggy boy, but not because he's <laughs> portly. I was thinking, of, I was thinking, so, I was piggy and portly at the same amount of time. Lord of the F- yeah, I was Fly? thinking, oh. I was thinking of Lord of the Flies. Okay. Well, it's still not a great I know. Um, it's comparison. still white. <laughs> I know. Anyway. Um, no, he's, oh he's very charming. Uh, both him and, and Jojo, Roman, uh, uh, yeah, very strong, holds the movie. It's just, it's trying to, uh, has a very, um, uh, uh, quaint, um, um, uh, cheesy kind of um, wrap up. It just feels like it wants to tie it together with a bow. Okay. Sounds um, like I'm going to cry in this movie. So, yeah, some people have. Yeah, um, mm. it, it kind of soured a lot of the goodwill that had sure. come before. Yeah. But all up thinking about it, I was like, well, I enjoyed a good amount of of that bit. Like, you know, my engagement flagged here and there but by and large i think um as a film it's a good stab in the right direction mm. and what we're seeing right well i'm excited to see where i come down yeah jojo rabbit yeah please will i in. see it have i ever seen any films i don't know <laughs> <laughs> you've seen no films. do i see any films ever unless they're for this podcast very rarely i saw hustlers <laughs> that's a lie but, um, <laughs> i yeah. like to quite- i was talking to james about uh, he's like you might go see jojo rabbit and i was like james i haven't seen a film without you also coming see that film with me for two years <laughs> yeah it was Except last time was ghostbusters twice a year i see rocky horror picture show as a performer <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah which and you I have not attended witnessed. that which yeah. i'm like honestly really you should you yeah. gotta um, it always sells out too fast. Yeah. Um, I'd like to shout out the um, the trailer corner uh, because um, one of the most seminal um, films is coming up. It, it, it wow. dropped its trailer and it is a seismic event in film history, I feel. And, and we just haven't been casting a light on it so far. So What is this? Uh, Doolittle starring Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> is there a trailer for this? Right. I, I thought, showed you it. I thought we were going to talk about out? cats again. Yeah, you've, you've blocked okay, it out. Okay, in, 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 um, okay. In like a scale of like, um, I don't know. What's a good trailer? <laughs> scale of, of... Of Shutter Island. Tra- no. <laughs> Shutter, Shutter, Shutter Island, Island to cats. To cats. <laughs> Where does it fall? <laughs> well, um, 
on the cat scene. Yeah. <laughs> it's on the cat scene. It's yeah. a lot. So you've got like CGI monstrosities flying around at every turn. Yeah. You've got um, what a wonderful world. But like, oh yeah, yeah, I do remember you showed me that. Yeah, but in like a twee indie cover kind of version. Oh yeah, oh, I hate this. It's oh, no, it's not a twee indie cover. It's like a slow version. Oh yeah, sorry, no, I'm it's wrong really to slow. Yeah, like oh, echoing God. to it, and then Ominous, Downey's doing world. his weird British thing. Uh, yeah, I heard he was doing. Uh, Welsh or something. Yeah. Um, apparently, uh, there's been reports on Reddit that the the director <laughs> oh, repeatedly yeah. he got fired in the end. Well, the director just didn't understand how anything worked and would come in and be like, "We need to have a penguin in this shot," Honestly, <laughs> like, and that'd be in post production. And they're like, "I guess we have to make a penguin." Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, who like? I just question Robert Downey Jr.'s taste in film. Because yeah. obviously yeah. he's been doing like the Marvel he's movies. He's got his which Marvel movies. Like, I'm out of my contract. Ex- except the, <laughs> what the, do I want to do? The three films that he does in that period is uh, The Soloist. Yeah. Mm. The Judge. The Judge which is I'm like, terrible. I don't know, I've never seen it, but it looks boring. And Doctor Doolittle. Do so maybe he's actually looking for a new career and he's I just trying, yeah, yeah, he's he's like, trying to do a doctor, a judge, yeah. a, you a, know, a musical soloist. Yeah. Like he could do yeah. any of those things. Yeah. It's uh it it's it's a time, folks, so definitely go along and look at Doolittle. Yeah. Uh, and while film- you're looking at that, you should also look at the clip from uh, the Rex Harrison version of Doolittle where he yeets his seal wife. I mean, well, that, I was going to say, like, <laughs> it oh, seems also, like every adaptation of Doolittle has been... We were talking about Eddie Murphy Yeah, before. I was going to say. Yeah, I, yeah. Dr. Doolittle, I yeah. Play, plain forgot that that existed yeah. when I saw this trailer. And then I was like, oh, so there was the Rex Harrison. That clearly yeah, didn't funny. work. And, and then in fact, like, Dr. Like, Doolittle, like, I read the book of that as a kid and it is, like, quite racist, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a lot of racism in it. Isn't it funny that Rex Harrison groomed a Doolittle in one film and then was a Doolittle in another. Ooh. Ooh. Think about it. Think about that. Okay. James, <laughs> <laughs> <You did. laughs> James um, just took that thinking moment to have a swig of Pepsi. There's a, uh, <laughs> he looks like the Dos Equis guy who's just like, yeah. They mm-hmm. made three, I think it's three, yeah, two sequels to Doctor Doctor Doolittle. Yeah. Um, Different doctors. Yeah, or the, of, of the Eddie Murphy one, mm. and it, like following his daughter and stuff. It's oh, just, God. they can't crack it. Leave it alone. You yeah. Know, let the doctor lie. Yeah. Look. You know, worst things to work with on film is animals and kids, and that's got usually both of them. Talk to the animals more like, no, don't do anything. <laughs> don't. <laughs> How about do less? I yeah. mean, do little. Um, yeah. That was my joke. I know, I just took your joke. joke and I said it louder, but well, yours was better. I set it up, I... so there you go. <laughs> so, is there any other pop culture? Are we yeah, right? Yeah, we're ready. Let's do it. There's, 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 there's one, one last thing. In. Oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> um, all right. Wait, I'm just trying to counter that we did a three hour episode. We did, episode. We're, we're we fine. Did, but you did edit it we down. We cut it down we to two hours. Thank you, James. James is the editing. One last thing I want to talk about is the return of You Must Remember This. Yes. Extremely good podcast that if you're not listening to, yeah, you should they're take doing, listen to it. They're doing um, a great season. Mm. It was centered yeah. around Song of the South, and it's fascinating. Yeah, just yeah. featuring on different aspects of like the the film, also yeah. like the historical context surrounding it, like the different re-releases of it, why it's been conspicuously absent from the Disney Plus tweet. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And on she Twitter. has a whole back catalog also, of of content. Yeah, just yeah. go back through look that stuff if about you haven't. Charlie Manson. You can around like Joan Crawford. Joan Crawford, yes. absolutely. Yeah. Um and Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yep. 
uh, Kenneth Anger and, and yeah, the whole series any, is really good. The Indian stories yet, one. Though. No, oh my Just god, not doing the, the bot, the series. bot, oh, man. the bot was bad. Oh, the, the anger bot. It's the anger probably bot. the reason was the, why the she worst. got why she re- <laughs> <laughs> pulled no, back from yeah. that from podcasting. Honestly, I was like, so, welcome back from retirement, Karina. <laughs> one of <laughs> the you, things Karina. that Karina does is yeah, when people um, uh, when she's quoting from people, sometimes she'd do them herself around trying to do an MGM boss or something in her voice. Uh, but she's so she's married to like Ryan Johnson uh, and is living in LA. I don't know if they, are they married or are they just they're together? together. They're, they're, they're a together. I don't know. Yeah. They're together. And so like people are like what's that guy's name? Kid Blue. What's that actor that's always in Kid Blue? Kid Blue. Oh man, he's he's really <laughs> cool. He's in all of um, Ryan Johnson's films. He's like the MVP of them all. Um, sure. He's the he's like the druggie in Brick. Um, what's Luke, Kid Luke. Blue's name? Oh, he's so good. My phone's too slow. For is it Lucas up. Haas? No, it's not. Lucas Haas. One of my top five favorite Lucases. Um, he, <laughs> he uh, let me just find it. He, he's the voices in a lot of them. Um, yeah. Well, anyways, Karina either does the voices herself or gets her friends to do the voices, which oh, works out pretty well. Noah Segan as Kid Blue. Oh, Noah Segan. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, I don't know who that is. Uh, but. He's Kid Blue. In one of, in one of her series, uh, the one about Kenneth Anger and Hollywood something but about ba- ba- Hollywood Babylon, Babylon. Yeah. Um, no, she, she decided to replace her guest actors or her own voices with a computer generated reader yeah and you the know anger what bot. called the anger bot and you know what <laughs> name speaks for itself I was very angered Matt and so was the Twitter actually would just log on to Twitter after not using it for any other purpose but to tweet remember this pod to say like <laughs> excuse me have you considered getting rid of the anger bot I hate it <laughs> I haven't seen those like tweets. literally it's like there was a period of Matt, Matt's not like the most regular tweeter so there would just be certain points during this season where he'd just come on and be like I've got to tweet them again Matt uses Twitter in sporadic bursts so sporadic all of a sudden bursts. he'll be everywhere and then he'll just disappear <laughs> into the night kind of like Dracula did at the start of this podcast Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Bye. Um, all right. So should should we Let's move on to our finally move on to our future, future presentation. presentation? So who picked this one? I already know that. That's a rhetorical question. I Matt, did. It. Why um, did you pick it? Well, uh, two things. It's Halloween, um, and I wanted to pick something scary, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> Cass didn't want to watch. Okay, I'm not gonna put the blame on Cass. I was I was happy to watch a horror film as long as it wasn't incredibly gory. But that time has yeah. passed now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, no more scary. And so I was like thinking about scary in a more abstract way. Um, and two, I wanted. I mean, last week was Shutter Island, and last week, last ep was Shutter last Island, episode. which was very masculine, which I did enjoy, and I do enjoy masculine things but i think we need to counterbalance with a lighter more feminine energy agreed um and and so i um submit i <laughs> for consideration of the mixed bag society in 1981 the classic. 1981 camp classic the tale of joan crawford and her daughter christina <laughs> Tina. Mommy dearest. <laughs> You're peeking so much. Mommy this. dearest. Um, Woo! Yeah. yeah. I think, I mean, this is, I think this is a really good mixed bag because um, when it was released, it was trashed. Like critically panned. Critically yes. panned. Um, Razzies. Razzies across so the board. So many Razzies across the board. The Razzies um, had just been invented pretty much. Yeah, the oh, year wow. before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Faye Dunaway was like one of 
Hollywood's top actresses, mm. and this destroyed her career. She didn't talk about it for many years afterwards. Yeah, like, yeah. she got really subpar work after this. Yeah, and she movie. was like in a pretty high state in her career. Yeah. Like network yeah. was 1979, I think, and uh, this is 81. Let 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 the expert talk, James. Okay, all right. So so <laughs> <laughs> let's hear. Oh no, 76. No. Yes, correct. Okay. Okay, so 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 Faye Dunaway started her career in 1967 with Bonnie and Clyde, so she came out the gate roaring with an iconic role That's already. Extremely, and then, extremely hot. And then in 1974, she adds another iconic role to her repertoire, playing Evelyn Murray in Chinatown. Yeah, she's yeah. terrific in it. And she's amazing. You've seen that one recently. I showed it to you, remember? No, we didn't. We- Oh, we haven't done it yet. No, you've, <gasps> you've planned to show me Chinatown. We have not watched it. Well, too bad, Roman. I have seen Bonnie and Clyde, but I haven't yeah. seen Chinatown. Mm. Well, Roman Polanski's cancelled, so too bad. Unfortunately, can't, we'll never see it, James. Can't, can't see it now. <laughs> Chinatown's just got so much other stuff going for it. No, I, I know. know. Just download it illegally. <laughs> just commit um, crimes. <laughs> oh, I'm well ahead of you. I already got it. And, mm. and in 1976, she won um, uh, her Academy Award for her amazing turn in Network. So, three iconic roles. In like less than ten years, flying high. Yeah, but in 1981, her most iconic role yet, <laughs> the Oscar-winning actress playing the other Oscar-winning actress, Joan Crawford, birth name Lucy Lucer. Thank you, Karina Longworth. Of you must remember this. Um, it looks great on paper, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's like look. I think it makes total sense to be in Faye Dunaway's shoes and accepting this role. 100. percent Like you're playing a character that's larger than life. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, she it's gets a dramatic juice, role. It's a lot screen. of juicy moments. Like, of, look. I mean, you know, look at this year's conflict. look at this year's Oscars. Renee Zellweger is a front runner for Judy, so yeah. it works out like some Honestly, a like, lot of the time. Nothing, the time yeah. Hollywood loves nothing better than new stars impersonating old stars. Like that's their favorite thing. Yeah, like except yeah. when except Mommy Dearest <laughs> this dropped case. in that. Yeah, people just by hated Frank it. Perry. Yeah, um, people just yeah, like it was it was yeah. I think people sort of were expecting perhaps because of the hype behind it i guess well like there was the a, idea that the, like, the it book would be had this been more. the book had been released in 1979 oh yeah so so That's mommy dearest is is, yeah, is based on the book oh, mommy dearest by yeah. christina crawford so it's a tell-all memoir yeah by by john crawford's adopted daughter john crawford died yeah. yeah so um it's... where she kind of details horrific kind of emotional and physical abuse um that crawford um did upon well in the film we learn it's just on her i don't know if it happened to the son as well but it seems primarily um catered towards christina yeah we mostly see it from christina's perspective but yeah yeah, that she was just like very cruel to her kids she adopted her children and she's like it implied she adopted them just because she wanted some publicity yeah and she's you know very emotionally manipulative and she's always alcoholic and very drunk throughout most of their childhood very absent so Um, this film was like reviled for the longest time but through pop cultural osmosis and sharing and 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 and, and camp gaining a camp cult classic kind um, of following yeah, yeah. mommy dearest went on to have a second life yeah as a camp classic and probably a movie classic at this point because mm. it's been 
the images and especially in today's gift culture yeah like the the images from mommy dearest have survived and persist it's incredibly quotable yeah. it's yeah. incredibly mimicable like yeah. this is so many and this is a film lines. made for the drag version of itself absolutely you know, it's, yeah. yeah the shadow of it looms very large yeah. and none of us had seen this film yes that's kind of the strange crazy thing, right yeah i feel like I, I would assume at least like one of you one of you two would have seen it. <laughs> no no <laughs> yeah um, i have been kept away I'm from bad the, that way the bad reviews because ebert gave it like a one out of four and just it, yeah just at the time just people weren't expecting this i guess they yeah. were not ready for it and i, I wonder film. why was it just because they weren't ready for a depiction of john Crawford that bad like yeah but did you know there was still like some sort of mm. afterglow of you know john, john Crawford love being, like, as, yeah. the, as the way she was it's a, like Hollywood she's presented time. as pretty monstrous in this film like, oh yeah it's yeah. incredibly high like you were saying you could be a nurse ratchet at one point yeah i don't like, i think nurse ratchet pulls back a lot actually yeah. that that then, performance is all like eyes and scowls but, but i mean like in terms I mean of she's like monstrous. yeah yeah in yeah. Terms to me of this like, is this is yeah. like this is like grand guignol kind of like yeah, yeah. Um, old yeah. lady like drag like. yeah I saw I was looking on the Wikipedia like page for this and they, they compare they, there's apparently the, the subgenre psycho biddy yes yeah baby Jane yeah baby Jane is the first oh. thing which um, is hush, you know, hush, sweet Charlotte. terrifying old lady horror Absolutely. psychological horror oh wow um, yeah. this is you know a perfect following what a cool head. subgenre yeah, yeah. Please welcome to the stage, Miss Psycho Biddy. <laughs> Psycho Biddy, it's yeah. a good name. <laughs> yeah, Psycho. Um, I love it. But yeah, so I don't know. Like, I thought this was great. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was very I enjoyable. Really enjoyed this. It's incredible. Um, I think yeah, it's just that the performances are on such a strange level. Like, it feels like the direction. I think this is like I don't know. We we're talking. I was I was mentioning to James like. I find I've heard like Rocky Horror Picture Show held up as like the pinnacle of so bad it's good filmmaking before, mm-hmm. and I would always disagree with that because I'm like actually I think there's lots of things which are exactly as the filmmaker was trying to make them. Or, like yeah. the song, the, the song is good because it's good, not because it's like ironically good. These are just mm. good songs. Mm. Whereas here, I think this is so bad it's good. Yeah. You know, like Faye yeah. Dunaway has said her performance was so big because she was expecting the director to pull her back, but he never did, so she just kept going. And like, and wow. yeah. but and the it, great uh, thing about the bigness is it's it never feels unrestrained or unwieldy. No, you still I, am, uh, I, I don't know about that. Well, I think it does. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is, so like, I'm thinking of like very early in the film, like there's this close up where um, she like comes up to her lover. He's like, she's like, please take your shoes off, and, <laughs> and he takes off his shoes. Okay, and he was like, I'm uh, wearing socks. Is that all right? And there's just a close up of Faye. And she walks into shot and she's just staring at him and we're all just mesmerized. Yeah. And she says, I can handle the socks. <laughs> and you're getting that movie star excellence. It's and this crazy. extreme value. Uh yeah. ex- extreme level. But it all you're still held. It's magnetic. Um Yeah, I feel like Faye. I like I mean like in in network and and Bonnie and Clyde in in Chinatown she's very like mysterious and like hard but like I was floored by her skill as an actress <laughs> in this movie she was like at a high level mm. for most of the running time taking yeah. scenes that are frankly ridiculous yeah and like it's the absolute I mean it's just the idea of camp like this is like the definition of camp in terms of like the high seriousness with which she is treating every moment of yeah. this performance there is no sense that she knows it's ridiculous mm. it's very much that she's like I am acting these actions and I will perform them to the best of my ability but and that high seriousness that she's taking it makes it so good and so funny a lot of and the it's time. 100% but in a it's wonderful just, way 
high. Such high emotion that she's yeah. like projecting. And like she never lets up. It's always so compelling. Yeah. Like And it's just the little twitches of her face. Her right? face is so oh, expressive. Her eyebrow like acting in this is so good. And the way she is made up, like the, the Joan Crawford alikeness yeah. of it, like yeah. and that old Hollywood style of makeup, it just all accentuates these yeah. like tiny facial twitches and eyebrows. And it's getting it gets to that point. I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about when people talk around Mark Zuckerberg for like the first like ten years where his face wasn't mm. as present in the media. People thought of Jesse Eisenberg. Or yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you know, when I see Faye Dunaway done up as Joan Crawford, I like <laughs> I start thinking that's what she looks like. Yeah. And I probably need to go to a Joan Crawford kind of <laughs> photos and be like, Oh yeah, that's right. She looks a little different. <laughs> because she's so she just makes and it starts feeling like a character. It doesn't. It right? feels a yeah, symbolic yeah. version. But um, mm. it's just so impressive to me because it's just like she is in a heightened state. Yeah, she's kind of. It's almost one note, but it's not really. It feels like it's one note on the surface, but. When she's operating at this high level, she finds so many like subtle notes in between the the scenes that that you know populate Joan Crawford's life in this film that it's it doesn't feel one note. It just feels like oh, you're getting to know this woman who's just naturally high strung at different points in her life, and yeah. and, the, and it's absolutely just like it's can, mesmerizing. Can turn on a dime, absolutely, yeah. and that what's make being, makes her so know, scary. Yeah, it's, it's she's absolutely unpredictable, and it's really fascinating to watch that character. And Ugh. it's like it, it feels like yeah, the idea that critic I totally understand why critics would have seen this and just been like what the fuck is she doing mm. but it's mm. that she's she's performing on this totally different style well, it's like watching a theatrical performance it's, but it's filmed you know it's, it's crazy though different. because I mm. think while Faye definitely she won the Razzie obviously but like she had her defenders like I know that like mm. she placed as runner-up in the New York Film Critics Circle Awards of that year, oh, that's and the, good. Right. And the so National there were some Society, people who were like, "This is a choice. Yeah. It's a choice." Yeah, and 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 yeah. like uh, two of the biggest um, critics awards in 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 uh, America, that the New York one and the National Society of Film Critics, she placed runner-up in both of those, um, mm. like, well, awards. So I'm like, there there was a contingent who kind of got what Faye was going for. Yeah, and we were or at least right. like what her and her director, yeah. whether or yeah. not how much of it's intentional from her part, how much of it's intentional from the director's part, I'm not sure. Yeah, you were, you were talking about how she can turn on a dime, like, and and it's not random by any means. Like her relationship with her daughter is so there's so many interesting shades of like jealousy, um, and like resentment, and also like deep love that. Like, even mm-hmm. though she can shift, you're like, oh, no, this, the, like, I, I can still follow it. I can still yeah. connect yeah. with it. It's not just a random series of screaming matches because that would be unendurable. Yeah. Should we talk about the daughter performances? So we've got two actresses playing um, yeah. uh, Christina, who's the sort of second lead character. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so we've got uh, our baby, baby Christina. Mara Hobel. Mara Hobel. Um, who we all like really enjoyed. She was very well, um, her first she's scene. Very, like, well, her, she seems just like a little angelic kind of. She's kid. kind of oh. she's the way that they they costume her is incredibly Shirley Temple. It's like the blonde curl. The great thing about Mara Hobo yeah. is that she just looks. She's like the classic horror kid. Yeah, where she yes. just like, looks she very, so very angelic, creepy kid. But then at the same time, she could turn on a dime, just like her mother. Yeah, like yeah. well, it's amazing because 
like her first scene. She's dressed up as like it's her birthday, and <laughs> it's like her, a they're dressed in matching pinafores with puffy sleeves. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> we meet her on yeah, it's a carousel, right? Uh, yeah, she's, it's on the she's, carousel. she's just like and then, and then John, John's just right there behind just, her, like, riding, riding a rocking horse, horse as having well. a good time. She looks like Shirley Temple as curly top. She looks like yeah. the perfect little angel child in a scary, scary way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the terrifying way that only you know people in 2019 can view 1940s children. And so um, initially, it seems like that she's just like, "Yes, mum, totally." But as the scenes kind of go on, she has the sassiness to her. Yeah, she's this, stubborn. This resentment. Yeah. Uh, best exemplified, I think, in the uh, in the meat scene. Yeah, the meat, the meat scene. It's so, so good. The meat scene. Um, like I'm gonna say, like so. The, the, the conflict arises because Joan wants um, Christina to eat some rare steak. Christina is poking it up with her fork. She's like, there's blood coming out. And I'm like, Christina, that's how steak should be served. Yeah. You, I are, mean, you have bad taste this, mistakes. This is, this is what separates the Joans from the Christinas of the yeah, world. I'm like, taste and I'm no sorry, taste. but like, no taste, Christina. You, you want it dry as old boots? <laughs> have fun. Um, yeah. But Joan decides that Christina will finish this food. She'll sit at the table until the dinner is gone. And so she decides to stubbornly sit there and like the, we see the night, the, you know, like the lights have gone off in the house. She's still sitting there at the table. The food is being left there. It's like she, she Joan is like, you'll take that food up to your room. And we see, I don't know, I guess it flashes forward like to a, a few days later. I think it's she like a few days later, but she puts, it in the, it. she puts it in the fridge first. Yes. Yeah. yeah right. And cool. then they're like, okay, and then tomorrow morning you're going to take it back out and right. you're going to have that, you're going to have the food and you, it's going to sit, sit there until you've eaten you've this eaten food. It, yeah. So there's this battle of wills over the course of mm. like a couple of days from the sense of it. Yeah. Well, it looks moldy at, at one point. It looks point. real yeah, well, it's yeah, what she does, maybe she t- puts it in the fridge, then later on she like takes yeah. it up to her room. Well, basically yeah. the gist of it is like... Um, Christina will not eat the meat. Yeah. And so it's this thing where the mother is like, eat the meat. Christina will not eat the meat. And there's this beautiful oh, moment oh, oh. where Joan, like, she f- she goes into the daughter's room, sees that she's got it by her bedside, and it is fucking gross. It moldy, is gross as, as fuck. Say. And then she takes it, and then she stands, uh, comes down the stairs, and we have this moment of beautiful acting by Faye. She's oh, a she... gorgeous, like, Metropolis-esque oh, dress at this time. Was that in the that, oh, that, yes, was that outfit? Was the, yeah. outfit we, we'll talk about the fashion in this film oh. and, and in a bit, in a bit, but let's finish this thought. Yeah, and she like considers like throwing it on the ground. Yeah, throwing the plate. Yeah, the plate on the ground. Um, and she doesn't have to do anything except just look at it. See that moment as she pauses with the plate. (laughs) And then she walks to the side and decides not to. And she's given the moldy fucking plate to the kid one more day of like, drink your milk and then throw that in the garbage. And, and the Christina won't. But the kid, but she shit didn't, little... even, didn't even drink the milk. <laughs> <laughs> she has yeah. these little like, just faces that she does at the mother. Um, like, yeah. throughout, like, there's just a lot of good, like, trembling kind of lip or like yeah, yeah. little twitches from her Look. that are similar in that same style. I feel like there's only like they're the only two people on Look. the same acting group. And my she's going toe to toe with Faye with Faye. No one else could compete to be frank. Like in my ideal world, Faye, best actress, Mara Hobel, best, <laughs> best supporting, supporting actress. Yes. There's another scene yeah. where um Well also also one of my favourite lines from this exchange yeah. from Faye. Finish your meat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wrote down some it, of the classic it's, it's ones. Very, it's very um, eat the fish bitch energy from August Osage oh, County. Oh, totally. Yeah. Julieta Merrill, eat the fish bitch. Yeah. Finish that meat. Oh, I love <laughs> it. Finish that meat. 
Very good. Beautiful. There's another scene when um, Joan has a new suitor over and they're making out on a couch. Oh my God. And so, um, and Christina Christina has been making drinks. Very weirdly, in like a very adult way, like put ice in a glass and poured the whiskey and being like, this is what I do for all my uncles, which is what she calls Joan's I'm not your uncle. (laughs) And I'm just like, she just does it in such a strange little mini adult way. It's weird to watch. It's so bizarre. Let me tell you, Christina was in charge behind that bar yeah like, she's a, a handy bar if, if Christina like gave up on her dream of being an actress <laughs> she'd find plenty of work behind a bar to- yeah the guy's like that's a little bit too much bourbon and she's you know like she <laughs> knows what she's I doing always. it's like fill it up yeah. um, and so we get the setup of the scene where uh, the guy <laughs> goes up and he has the drink and you know uh Chats with uh, with John, and and then it cuts back to Christina making another glass, and we assume like, oh no, this girl is going to make the drink. They're going to go up, and he's, they're going to be embracing. Yeah, she's going to catch them. Catch them having sex. And, yeah. and, and John is going to be upset because yeah. at this point there have been a number of um, of violent temper tantrums against Christina. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so what happens? She comes up with the drink and sees them embracing, sees them making out. The guy's like, oh, we're not alone. Yeah, we've and, got company. Yeah, we've got company. And then uh, instead of Joan being upset, she looks at her daughter and the daughter is like standing in this, like giving gives a cocky look of like, here you go. (laughs) And hands the spritzer or whatever. Here's your your fresh drink. Yeah. And as she walks, like like she got told off a little bit, but then the little little snake, she just like turns around and gives this like over the shoulder. Over the shoulder. shoulder. And she was like, yeah, I know what you're doing. And then like, what's up? You can feel the pursed lips as she turns. She looks over the shoulder and then she kind of walks forward a bit and then she does it again just to make sure (laughs) you've got it. Amazing. It was just like, honestly, the status was dripping. And yeah. she was serving. I was like, yeah. okay. Yeah, okay. okay. I feel Mimi like Faye. I feel like we need to now talk about the iconic scene of the film, which we Well, yeah. Not okay. Noticed, One so, last thing yeah. about this film though. Yes. Once once the first the first thing we see once, you know, we we've we've gotten the setup of 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 little Mara like making the drinks, we cut to Faye and her leg flies oh, up yeah. her face. It's just like a moment of her just indicating her physical prowess. Yeah. And it's literally just She's like, like I'm flexible. And then my and, leg. and then in a scene that would make Quentin Tarantino proud, she just massages like her foot for a long time. For a, a long lo- time. And lingers. This film doesn't know when to cut. There are some ter- like some strange but like bizarrely wonderful cuts where yeah. it's just the person as it lingers on someone's face for so many more seconds than it yeah. needs to. Yeah. They'll say like there's like a bit where a photographer for uh, Jimmy or Johnny or something as like we really need a shot of you with the daughter and then it stays on him <laughs> and, and then a response back oh alright Jimmy and this is this is again so bad it's good this, the editing of the film so bad it's good it just Wonderful. lingers it's it just... lingers enough where you're like huh and then you're like oh that's <laughs> What is that? Well, like, it lingers enough for you to notice that, like, Faye Dunaway has been standing there for five seconds, just not really moving much except twitching her eye. And you're like, that's just been happening for the last couple of seconds before they cut this. But yeah, so. It's very compelling twitching, by the way. Yes, it's wonderful. Um, so the my experience scene. of this film before, I have, like having not seen it before, is yeah. just that my mother would always quote the No Wire Hangers scene mm. um, to like because she. I think we should preface this. this that by saying that Joan Crawford is 
a clean freak. She's incredible. Yes. yes. So she so th- a lot about everything being in order. The first, her house, literally, the first scene of the film, right? Is her like scrubbing, like scrubbing her, her yes. hands, it's boiling hot water. It's steaming. She's got like a brush and she's nail got brush. like she's got like her Brillo she's kind her of face uh, in this hot water and then plunging it in an ice bath. She's you know this like absolutely sterile queen. It's a really violent way to start the film. It's a great. It's so yeah. visceral. It's, like, yeah, you yeah. You plunge into of, like, it, this person is. and yet she still has perfect makeup. I know. The, the, there are a lot of times where her perfect makeup goes underwater, and I'm like, that's that's not how that works. It's not how any of this works. We've got a couple of, <laughs> just to demonstrate her, her cleanliness uh, that she says to the maids, we've got a couple of classic quotes that I jotted down. Uh, there's a bit uh, earlier, just after that scene, where she like pushes a pot plant uh, aside. To there's see a ring of dirt. Yeah, and she's, when you polish the floor, you have to move the tree. Um, and <laughs> to then, an angry, to, to, to angrily at this poor maid who we never see again no, after this point. Uh, yeah. She's fired. And her excuse is, I'm not mad at you, I'm mad at the dirt. <laughs> it's beautiful. So yeah. one of her things, yeah, she would like Christina to treat all of her objects with reverence and care and yeah. all of her beautiful gowns, her $200, $300 party dresses that have been bought for her by yeah. her loving, loving mother. And we understand. We've seen like, those outfits. You know, there's you know. some yeah. good outfits, those puffy sleeve pinafores, like the, 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 <laughs> the yeah. little outfits. Hey, again, Joan Crawford had taste. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so she decides to come into Christina and Christopher. Also, the brothers called Christopher. The girls called Christina. Right, like, Christopher, really, Christina. Poor name, eh? <laughs> I mean, Joan, you've got it's taste. It's a Kardashian but, situation. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so she decides to come in and spy on the children as they sleep by going through Christina's racks of clothing and goes through all of the nice, like, crocheted fabric um, hangers that all of her dresses are on and discovers one offending item in the back of the wardrobe, which is one of her dresses is hung on a wire hanger. Which oh my god. Is bad for dresses. <laughs> it's not a good way to hang dresses, apparently. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, and so this is like the scene of the film. <laughs> it's yeah. like, she this is Joan it. at her most heightened. Yeah. This is, her eyes bulge. I honestly, this is one of the feats of acting. It was like this, just, it's just, it's just a tour de force. It was. The phrase tour yeah. de force was made for. Yeah. Um, the just, most ridiculous oh, scene, but. It's just ridiculous. Like she starts like, yelling at the top of her lungs she starts throwing clothes everywhere she like beats up poor Christina with the wire hanger which is some like child abuse which would be like unsettling if it wasn't so clearly fake like it was so funny yeah it was so comical the way they shot it's it's very comically poorly shot because clearly feel a sense of yeah yeah it's it's clear that it's that she's the 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 object that they're cutting to is like a pillow it's like a pillow yeah. with well, a dress fabric on it there's yeah. two shots there's, you get a shot of like Faye like hitting with the wire hanger like from the perspective of Christina which would have been fine if you just used that yeah. but they keep cutting to this yeah. like super the pillow, fake shot which is yeah. meant to represent her bummer back I think it's supposed to be a bum I'm not sure but it's yeah. like she's getting but it was clearly not it. Christina um, so it like it kind of, it was good in a way because it kind of you yeah, know, it, assured makes, it assures that, you that the violence is, yeah. you know, very fake. Yeah. Um, but there is, like, you know, the, in terms of the heightenedness of this, you've got Joan yelling, you've got Christina, like, wailing and weeping, like, snot coming down her face, like, tears all Clothes over. Clothes are flying. Face, a giant pile of these party dresses. Each of them goes flying. This huge amounts. There's, like, so a many, good like, moment got, where she's just tearing down all the She frame. has, like, we're sitting well, in the room next to James in my clo- like, closets, <laughs> and it's about the same as both of our levels <laughs> of clothing, like, put together in terms of wardrobe racks full of tiny party dresses 
Um, and she's also got like the hats on a little hat stand. That's right. She's yeah. Got, like, yeah. <laughs> she chucks some like little like hat stands on the ground. The, the thing, whole thing. The thing that I found scariest she, is like where after the big beating, she goes into the bathroom and then she just hunches and yeah. then she's just there, just um, hunched and just staring forward. And her dress like sometimes slides to the side, so like you see like this like shock of like leg flesh. She's wearing this long gauzy black gown. Yeah, yeah. This, as and well also, as have her we not, face cream. Have we not <laughs> mentioned the face? Yeah, yeah. Oh, like she's in her purely she's in, white. She's in her cold cream for the night. And yeah. so she's hunched like like Baba Yaga or something. Yeah. Like that. It is so terrifying, like, just um, like staring at Christina from a far distance. And then she discovers like a dirty patch, which we never see what is dirty about it in yeah. the bathroom. It's totally clean. Which oh, it's, it's, just clearly, it's, it's totally clean. It's clearly just like Joan wanting to act out. Yeah. And um, they're like, have you cleaned this? You haven't cleaned this. This is what cleans you. And Christina's like, yes. Um, and then she just gets some like Dutch cleaning powder. Is that what it is? It's yeah, something yeah. like that on it. It looked like talcum it's powder. Probably, to me. Uh, it's it probably talcum powder everywhere. But yeah, and so she just starts chucking it, like throwing this powder yeah. thing. It's and going then, all over the room. And then she's just scrubbing. She's like, scrubbing. "Oh, let's 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 clean this together." Do we have a clear reason? Was this was there any correlation to the scene of like why she's angry, or is it just? An it's the war hanger. I know, but like, is there like a deeper kind of meaning? One of the criticisms. That I've had, that I've heard from this film is like scenes just kind of happen. There's oh, not a huge that, correlation. Again, like <laughs> scenes just kind of happen. Is that a criticism or is that a, like yeah. is that a flaw? Or is <laughs> that a- it's uh, like I think all that happens is that it's a kind of loosely chronological. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and I guess that's going to happen thing. from a memoir as well. Yeah, like, and it's just like these are things that like apparently happened. Um, and yeah, she just ends up like throwing this strange tantrum and then just marching out, leaving Christina away to figure it out. And, and then like, how am I like, like, clean Joan, it? Joan, you left it dirtier than it was. Yeah. It's so, filthy. And then, and then and little Christopher comes out yeah. of his bed. Christopher also we've seen, lines. like we've seen for about 20 minutes of the film so far and he has not said a single word. Yeah. <laughs> like, and we, we have a running bit where we're looking out for the, the actors if they can score their SAG cards. Of, that, like, yeah. Yeah. He those finally lines. did. And we, we were like for did. the longest time. We were like, Christopher's not going to get a second. Um, and then he did. I don't remember what he said. It was no, really he said, I'll I can help. And clean. she's like, No, Christopher, strap yourself back to your bed. So, and he strips. So Christopher is wearing like his jammies and like this a harness, harness. I know, which I'm like, like a mini little Hannibal Lecter. Which I'm like, I don't know. I was like, That's fashion, Christopher. That is a look. <laughs> That's a look. She's doing, he's doing a lot better than his sister. Yeah, especially absolutely. when she gets older. She has some <laughs> weird outfits. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, this is kind of I, I feel like is quite rightly an iconic scene. It's just no so strange. Wire hangers. No wire hangers. Oh. Like it's just it's just it's absolutely it makes no sense. It kind of comes out of nowhere in the same way that everything in this film yeah. comes out of nowhere. Yeah, sure. It's at this incredibly heightened thing. It's it's I think an attempt to be like emotionally traumatic, but it's very funny. Like yeah. with the way Faye performs wonderful. it is just amazing it's to me. So I'm just good. like it's this so should good. really not work. Yet I. I'm glued to the screen. Yeah. Yes, you yeah. cannot look away. When it's, someone's it's, going it's that so big, watchable. you usually yeah. feel a remove. You sit back and you're like, oh, wow, they're doing a lot. But yeah. we're in. Um, yeah. yeah, I think this is like, I to me, like there are three quotes from Mommy Dearest that I think I find iconic. This is the most iconic. The other two is Christina 
get me the axe. That's pretty. That's pretty big in like pop culture yes. circles. So this is a point where uh, jo- this one has got a cause and effect because yeah. John realizes she's just been fired from MGM. From MGM. Um, so also, she comes- this this oh. wonderful scene with her and oh, yeah, and subtle LB Mayer. Very like on a completely different acting level, the, the, playing LB Mayer. To me, I'm just like this is a straight up. This is a good drama. This is a prestige drama that you signed yeah, up for, Joe. I mean, like if we're talking around people that can go toe to toe, yeah, LB Mayer did a very this, good job. Howard to Silva, I think, was the actor. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Um, so Joan goes into MGM because she's like, you know, uh, and Louis B. Mayer tells her that she's been let go of her contract. Yeah, she's yeah. box office poison. Yeah. She needs a fresh start. And, and the way he plays it is just so, uh, like, mournful. Yeah. He's like, I... I'm it's just like a doing... very like subtle tender performance. Yeah, it's, it's You're an like, incredible star. It's like, like okay. Joan, I love you. We've done this thing together for decades, maybe. Yeah, and 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 now it's just it's just business. I can't <laughs> financially keep you on the roster. Mm. Um, so I'm I'm giving you this out. Yeah, and it's just like you could definitely have had just like anybody play the scene, and it yeah. would have been fine for the film. You did not need to go above and, and beyond depth. on this, you know. Didn't have to add that. One hundred percent. And the there's thing this I... heartbreaking <laughs> moment at the end of it where she's like, "Walk me to the car," and he just looks at her, and then she looks back, and what does she say? She, she says, says like, "Hollywood royalty," <laughs> because the, well, the, yeah, it was great because yeah. the implication. Or he called her in the scene, yes, "You're Hollywood, Hollywood royalty." royalty. Yeah. yeah, and and she's just like, "Well, if I'm Hollywood royalty, you can't even walk me." to the car yeah. and it's like just this tender little scene in, in, yeah. in this whole movie but but, uh, but after that so just like straight into she's the next into scene the ro- middle of the rose bush- bushes <laughs> going at it her. with the, the clippers and she's got this beautiful black yelling outfit about, on that's like yeah, she's sparkly. wearing like a sparkly train and then thing. So, it's, it's like yeah like a bundle like just like Tool overflowing, tool is, yeah. Black tool, and it was amazing. On her knees with the garnish, the shears, the big, the just most like, gigantic the shears, shears I've ever <laughs> seen. Clipping at the roses, yank Hollywood royalty to her. That she like, and the great thing it. is, is it's oh ADR, and it's not quite matching. It doesn't up quite match, it's, but it doesn't really matter like what it is. Plunged, like it's like super loud. And we so keep just... cutting back to her, and we see these smears of blood on her face. Yeah, those thorns are digging deep. So the implication was that she was she was so mad that she didn't care about the thorns like pricking her face and then yeah she calls in Christina and Christopher yeah, so we have and a, uh, the maid Carol Ann Carol Ann Carol Ann to come and to come down to help move all of the things that she's she's clipping away and they're like, in their pajamas they're like Christi- woken out of bed to yeah. come just holding this wheelbarrow being this like well, Christina trying to like um, <laughs> carry the like wheel the wheelbarrow which was very heavy um, oh. to, to Joan and Joan just like going with as much fair going as much gusto like a attacking this rose bush yeah. and once she's kind of cleared out most of the roses she's does she try to cut the tree down with the yeah. shears I, uh, I, no she doesn't it's just standing she in the middle of it that there's only thing left is this tree yeah, yeah. we get tina bring me the axe and um <laughs> and it takes her a long time to get yeah, through she this has this tree. little axe and she's just hacking at it <laughs> yeah. but she's not particularly strong each cut it's kind of very sad it takes it her takes like 12 like times eight. it's yeah. a very thin tree as yeah well. it's, it's not that tiny. big a tree but the, the thing, i don't know if i would do any better i'm probably i think it's probably accurate the funny thing to me was like this you you could have cut to the end of the chopping like as an editing move <laughs> no, no, no. but we had to, we had to watch her scrap the great thing is the tree eventually falls and then she looks at it and, and she does so one more. final pitiful yeah. and it's so half hearted it's yeah. a little like <laughs> and she sighs at the same like angle as the tree and I'm like Faye you're a genius <laughs> You're a genius. I honestly. feel like there are so many scenes in this film which are just beautiful ways to show Faye 
like using all of her energy her physicality taking it out until her the point face. where she's physically drained of there's, everything there's oh another incredible scene um with christina where christina has been diving and then she starts t- this is quite her, early this is like yeah, the first scene yeah so it, yeah. we start off early and we get the sense that like i think uh, this is the first first instance we get of of like something joan might be joan might be yeah, not she, the best well mother. we've got one other instance where she's like okay you can have christmas presents but you can only i think it's christmas presents it's or birthday, birthday presents. you yeah. have to give away all your toys except your favorite except that and we're like okay cool this but is hard parenting rich, but like, like yeah. Yeah. yeah and then there's another instance where she's like well just just to talk about that a little bit more so like joan one of joan's things is like i mean she grew up from a poor family yeah. so she wants to give back to charities and and, yeah. and the struggling kids so um, Christina opens uh, a present at Sedan. It's like, it's my favorite. So she's like, uh, Faye, sorry, Joan is like, well, that's the one you get to keep and all the rest we get to donate to charity, which I'm like, that's not I feel bad. like if you warned the kids that first, that's yeah. like not a terrible thing to yeah. do if you're incredibly rich. Yeah, we get the sense in these <laughs> early scenes that she's like a harsh but fair mum yeah. uh, initially. And so, yeah, um, Christina's diving and she's like, do it again, try it again. She's like getting um, physically weaker as she yeah. dives. And then she's in. like, well, let's have a swimming competition. And uh, <laughs> and then she just hops on into the pool and she gives um, her daughter a head start. Uh, and then they do it. Uh, twice and we get the sense that uh, Tina is getting very exhausted and we were talking about wonderful physicality from Faye uh, when she's finished and before Tina is even finished getting from uh, one side of the pool to the other she just waltzes out of the pool and gloriously yeah. announces you last again <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like the way that she physically does this because it's clearly that her not like a stunt swimmer it's like her That's doing Faye. it yeah. um, and it's just like she waits for like two seconds for Christina to have a head start then she just streaks through the water head yeah. down without taking any breath it was scarier than Jaws it was very powerful <laughs> incredibly elongated powerful strokes yeah. gets away to the end and just steps straight out of the also, pool you the lost. way the <laughs> way it was shot and like you know the, the camera focuses on like her swim cap and it looks like Jaws's fin it's, it's, so it's, it's, it's very predatory yeah. it's, like, it's great um, so should we talk about old Christina? Yeah, let's do it. I yeah. think it's about time. So halfway through, and one of the greatest match cuts. <laughs> oh my God, what's the line? Oh, it's uh, understand um, is the line that they use. Where... Oh, actually before this, okay. because we are going to get into this, um, into old Christina. Mm. So like one of the things that like Joan always reprimands her daughter for is for acting. Yes. So, oh yeah. yeah. So there's this whole so, thing where like the, the like baby Christina does what kids like to do, which is pretend to be their parents. Yeah. So, yeah. The, so, so she's play acting at being, you know, having an Oscar. Or, so, like, so there's this beautiful scene at like, um, Joan's like three mirror vanity mirror. I yeah. loved it. And it's, and it's amazing. You know, Christina's Always just gotten into her stuff shots. and she's playing with her, with, with her, her hairbrush. And, it's her, and she's, she's you know, acting like it's her Oscar. Some, award, um, yeah. yeah, like hair stuff in her hair from the mother's collection. Hair and setting spray. Joan is so high at this point. It's crazy because like, she's Joan... just found out that she's going to score Mildred Pierce. Yeah, yeah. Um, her huge Oscar win. She'll eventually win the Oscar for it. And so she comes in, and instead of like being like flattered by her daughter pretending to be an actress like her mom, yeah. she's like suddenly is just like, "Are you mocking me?" Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Texas is like mockery, and... Um, and she gets furious about it. I mean. 
I didn't realize so now, but the rose bushes scene was um said seated on earlier because Joan oh, grabs yeah. some scissors and goes to town on Christina's hair. Oh, Christina's, yeah, flash. she like discovers that she's uh, she's put something in her hair like from the mother's makeup thing and just yeah. cuts it out. And the yeah, she's, like she starts with like trying to. And it's clearly um, like it's quite it, it's another thing like you could just start her cutting the hair and just cut there. Yeah, and many directors would, but not this director. What instead they do is it continues for a good minute of just like this clear like this her chopping the hair off the it's, girl is crying it's, it's, it's Christina is bringing it yeah. and like yeah. it's a horrific scene it's horrific. she's yelling at her and her ear the girl's crying back Mara Hoppel oh, no. was great Mara I mean, Hoppel's like to, just, oh, she's this is traumatized like, it's like uniformly the hair in this film is amazing and we'll talk about the fashion oh, in the yes, hair in a yes. little bit but this is the one time where I kind of failed because obviously as Joan was chopping as Faye was chopping <laughs> yeah, her hair like close-ups and the, the wig shots. line was just going up and up but that's so difficult for like well, yeah. you know it's like continuity and also like it's such a heightened scene but 100% when... that's, this is why my theory is like both the actresses are giving it their all and like they're at peak performance and I'm sure it's not easy to get to that place every take yeah so no, the it's cam- like a one take situation yeah so the director sure just wisely it. just even though the wig just was flying up she was just like you two just well, keep going and I looked like, up it was amazing. Uh, I looked up the behind the scenes for this apparently Faye Dunaway was very difficult to perform with like right. in the mm. show like i think the the man that plays her her like first kind of love interest there's like a bit a, a section where they're like shoved yeah. um to the side that like Faye would genuinely just like shove, shove them, them and like yeah hit them in the chest pretty hard and stuff like that <laughs> oh, wow. so everyone kind of dreaded performing with her because she was so hardcore and method yeah. um yeah and it's just weird that this film about abuse that there's these cycles of abuse that like was happening uh behind the scenes as well so i can't imagine doing such these huge heightened scenes especially for like kids for those two kids i mean would be very difficult talking about that i feel like this is honestly like hollywood kismet like they could have found a more perfect actress to play joan crawford for this yeah like faye dunaway just so fully embodies like kind of what joan is like to me faye dunaway i think and it's been talked about in in hollywood circles is that just like joan sorry faye is kind of like the last of the classic hollywood movie stars like Mm. of the golden age i mean she was most active in the 60s and 70s but that air of 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 the movie star being larger than life and and kind of like in a tier of of superiority yeah as opposed to of actors as well yes yeah exactly but i mean julia roberts and like those people are movie stars stars, but they're they're relatable instead of like aspirational yeah. Yeah. yeah live up to me yeah. the whole like, and, idea of you know Greta Garbo having the lights yeah. around her whenever you see and it. that's and that's fate to this very day she's mm. she's still very grand and 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 still abusing people in, in the in the yeah. places where she works in but like whereas you were saying people like Jane Fonda and stuff like if they well, yeah. they started in that same adapt. era but they have changed their, I mean, their persona is incredibly different yeah I mean yeah. but also Jane Jane yeah. started out as like yeah. a starlet in like sex comedies and then she had her Hanoi Jane face so she was never all that glamorous to begin with. Yeah. But Faye has always been kind of mysterious and, like and of an older mold. Yeah, and, and just hard to stardom. like grasp in in mm. a way. And and she's the last of that breed. I guess her and Warren Beatty are kind of like the last of those people, you know? Like mm. cause even like the people in the same generation, like De Niro and Pacino, they brought realism instead of like that's high... yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, that's exactly, that's great. Like this is yeah. a new type of actor exactly. at the time. And so um, so yeah, Faye Dunaway was the last of this breed of actor. Mm. 
that was kind of elusive and, and aspirational. Yeah, the only um, people that I can think of, and it's not in the Hollywood circuit, it's in like, you know, like the UK, like mm. people like Judy Dench and Maggie Maggie Smith and stuff like that. But are even able to maintain the, I would say, they're yeah, still they're very relatable. Of... Like, yeah, I guess so. Like to me, yeah. when I see Judy Dench, I don't see aspirational. I would no. say actually only on like Broadway. There's, there were mm. like Patty Lapone and Bernadette oh, yeah. style diva right. like, of Broadway stage. And still to exists, me, and a bit, yeah. Someone who actually. Do you reckon there's still performers like that that can have that distance though? I think it's like, in terms of like your daily life, not so much. You don't have the mansion, but you still have the idea of like a Broadway diva that right. like is known for being larger than life and sure, bigger right. and sort of. There is you know. someone who is like a current movie star who I think kind of is not, doesn't act this way, but I think embodies this type of persona. Kate Blanchett. She's got a very... She's got the mystique. She She's got the mystique, you know? Mystique. I mean, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, but but her, her kind of energy is like, mm. that's not a person that's... It's not relatable. You know? It's like... And Tilda, I'd say. There's like... A, yeah, Tilda's weird, though. I think She's got more of like a performance I think, artist. I think Tilda is weird and offbeat, yeah. whereas Kate is more classically like Yeah, Tilda's not and, a movie star. Yeah. Of, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, right, let's move to, to someone who is definitely not a movie star. Yeah, so we've got this match cut. So, like, we've got uh, we've got gotten used to Mara Hobble. She's yeah, so, so Mara set, Hobble yeah. um, gets sent to boarding school. Gets sent to boarding school, and they said, like, do you think you can... Sent to a terrifying lady a, with, with piercing a, eyes. Yeah, a piercing-eyed woman that says, like, don't worry, I understand what you've got, what you're going through here. And she looks up and says, understand? And then it cut. Two. <laughs> it's cut to um, adult uh, Christina, um, whose baby face. I mean, in terms of their cheek um, level very ratio, cast very well. In as terms of, look of like appearance each other. casting, yes, yeah, Perfect. extremely well Perfect. appearance cast. We cut to Christina also performing saying, Antigone. Understand. <laughs> understand, and this is one of many ellipses that we will encounter from adult. Christina, because man, she loves to, she pause. Loves to drag she loves it a out, big old pause. and she loves to go very loud, very quiet, yeah. and no real space in between. Yeah, um, and if it is, it's extremely boring. So she's introduced uh, doing a very poor rendition of a monologue from Antigone yeah. Yeah. Um, for her friends at the boarding school, where she is now matured into a teenager. Mm. Um, she's also got. An awful haircut. Like, oh, she's Christina. bad. Oh, it's bad. Um, like, oh, maybe Christina had, like, these Shirley Temple curls. Yeah. And then, like, now it's like she's got this... Her hair's somehow whitened, so it's gone from platinum blonde to, like, almost kind of a sad, dusty kind of platinum it's blonde. Odd. And it's this tight curls around her head, like mm. she's a little... It's pom-pom. unflattering. It's, it's very unflattering. unflattering. So this, this, this actress slash performance is so elusive to me. Yeah. So this, she's Diana So this is Diana Scarwood. She's she's she, it was, like, a recent sort of ingenue. Um, yeah. She had just gotten an Academy Award nomination for a year, a year before, before called Inside Moves and I looked this up earlier her nomination for Inside Moves not nominated for anything else the movie is like right not nominated for anything, anything else about this film it's just that she was apparently yeah. wonderful in it and then um, yeah like this movie was like moderate success I was like how and I guess it's like how did this happen yeah like, I don't know so but, yeah she like uh, yeah I did not like her performance. In and also, one. to it's me, very weird, Diana Scarwood. But not in the same way that the other ones are weird. Yeah. <laughs> Diana Scarwood looks like a bargain bin de- um, Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, she does look kind of like, yeah, Kirsten Dunst, but worse. Yeah, yeah as in, the, as in the, like, Kirsten less Dunst's good to look ex- at. Uh, face is expressive and interesting, mm. whereas, yeah, yeah there, there is nothing, even when you look at her face, it's, it's like, it's it like, looks boring it's and It's like and Kirsten Dunst and, and, and um, Diana Scarwood were like, identical twins except you know like 
one of them was like the good twin and the other <laughs> one was the lame twin. Like yeah. the one that's kind of like, you know, that episode of Simpsons, The Trias of War, where it's like Bart and Hugo. And, and, um, I have not seen that. Yeah, so. but like, so, so, um, yeah. Diana Scarlet is the dead one. Right. Yeah. It's, it's we like, were... it's like, the dead one in the batch. Yeah, it's, it's like if, 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 James's um, criticism of Kirsten Dunst was true. Then this is be. It would, would definitely be, would be Diana Scarlett. Yeah, so she has like two modes of acting throughout this whole film. She either has like, I'm talking in a husky, quiet voice, or I'm talking really low for Although some reason. She pulls out that one uh, in the main kind of confrontation scene. We yeah. don't know she has that ability. It literally just appears. She just like kind yeah. of drops an octave. All and also for some reason, she's got a southern accent. Yeah. yeah. It's just, Which just comes from nowhere. Like she's the boarding Georgia, school right? is, yeah, the actress is. Yeah. But like, obviously. But she the, performs like, Christina with a southern accent, yeah, with like, her natural baby, accent. Baby Christina has no southern accent. Yeah. The boarding school that she's in doesn't seem to be in the Joan south. doesn't have a, a And southern obviously Joan accent. doesn't. Yeah. So it's like, where did she get it from? Like, it's she, just why the, did she develop it? Well, Is it it's, an acting affectation? It's, like, just, it's Diana, just Diana. It's Diana not bother. putting in the work. She didn't try. Yeah. And I was like, you've got this Georgian Lilton there. It's just, yeah. We think the reason God. why she was cast, Bye, we Felicia. mentioned uh, uh, her, because she got nominated. Or did she win? She, yeah, we no. already talked no. about this. Yeah, no, she did so not get I, I just want to talk around some of the rest of her career. So she got nominated for Inside Moves. Um, and... Uh, she did Mommy Dearest like the year after probably based off of that um, yeah. uh, nomination she did stick around we thought that that would completely tank her reputation she did do like Silkwood with Meryl Streep okay. and Rumblefish with Francis Ford book. Coppola you better book Diana but then it it goes real bad she has Psycho 3 <laughs> as Maureen Coyle um, directed by Anthony Perkins himself actually so uh, yeah quickly people kind of realised well that fun she fact about Diana Scarwood you mentioned this cast earlier when you were looking her up that that she uh, was in the cast of Moose Murders no, in Broadway? No, that's uh, oh, Mara Hobble. Mara Hobble, oh, unfortunately, yeah, she she was not given the the all the pro- uh, props that she should have gotten no. for her, her appearance in this film. And then later, unfortunately, she went on to star in uh, yeah, the murders. notorious Broadway plot, Moose Murders. Yeah. The worst show in Broadway. One of the worst shows on Broadway. Yeah, well, it's exists. like the room for, for Broadway. For Broadway. In, in terms yeah. of, of Razzies, obviously this film swept her Razzies. Mara Hobble got nominated for a worst supporting actress. Not deserved. Undeserved. undeserved. So Unde- did um, the woman playing Carol Ann. Undeserved. Oh, Tanya she, was undeserved. she was fine. She's like, totally fine. Um, um, but also... Um, but then Diana, Diana Skywood also deserved nomination, <laughs> in my Diana opinion. Diana <laughs> won the Razzie for worst supporting yeah. actress. Deserved. Deserved. 100% uh, completely deserved. She <laughs> is both her as an actor and then also her character is just so pathetic. So, so, it, it sucks because I'm like... Young Christina had so much spunk. Yeah, and she got this fire within her. But I feel like this, this girl, she, she grew like up this, to be this. Well, I think this actress girl. thinks that when she's not doing anything with her face, it's like reading as like try like defiance or stubbornness. But it just, just reads blank. as I'm bored and I'm waiting for my money to she's, come through. She's and got like, a line where she's talking around. She's just fresh out of university. And oh she's no, like, no, not university. High school. High school. Right, right. right. Boarding uh, school. Yeah, boarding school. And uh, <laughs> and she's trying to impress her mother. And uh, she goes, I got all. A's, one B. <laughs> it's like, that's not all A's. Not all I A's, mean, but you know that's that's how she dealt with Joan. Like I mean, that's how Christina dealt with Joan. I mean, it's a smart tactic on her part. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just like, uh, I forgot my point. But keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I feel like this is a good. Time oh, here, to- here, here was my point. Sorry. Um, you were saying that like 
um, her doing nothing with her face reads as like you know maybe defiant. Well, but, I think she wants it to read exactly, defiant, yeah. but it does well, not. It well, just to reads me, as, that, like, that might as might read in as defiant in a normal film, but acting against Joan Crawford, no, I'm like you absolutely have to, you have to bristle. You have to bristle absolutely to match not. Days She was yeah. she was TV acting. You know, there was yeah. just nothing. Well, well, like bad. No, it's just like like that. sitcom Days of Our Lives. Before. No, actually, that's meant to be big too. <laughs> there was just nothing reading. No, no, that's just that I feel like there is a there's there's a um, mode of like if, acting in film where if, you can just think the thoughts and the film will read your mind and yeah. somehow the camera will pick so, up your acting and that is not happening yeah. in if, this film. If that's this was work. a film based on adult Christina, it would be called Perks of Being a Wallflower because um, that's Christina. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, except for her big scene where she tries to pull it all out. Yeah. She is at the house. Um, yes. Uh, Joan Crawford has a journalist around. Well, yeah, so, well, Joan Crawford, so Joan Crawford has just um, had to come yeah. and visit Christina at mm. boarding school number one because she's been found canoodling with a boy in the hay barn um, and, and it's also, been reported to the teachers by this yeah. other girl. Um, Joan and Christina, has a, have, they have a very um, Betty Sally Draper relationship and I enjoyed I enjoyed, but just in obviously, terms of like the competitiveness. Yeah, yeah, and the, and the like, car rides. Yeah. Like, do you remember the iconic car rides? Oh, the smoking car ride with oh, with um with Betty and Sally. Yeah. But while Kieran Chipka slayed, <laughs> um, Diana Scarred can sashay away. Honestly, we have a, a big confrontation between her and the uh, the principal of the boarding school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where um, we get this the was quote. such a fake out to me because when we first saw the principal, I was like, she's terrifying. Yeah. She's a fucking devil. She looks like a scary she's woman. gonna terrorize her life. Nah, she seems fine. <laughs> we, get a, we get a line um, from her saying, "I think you're overreacting, Miss Crawford," and we get this beautiful line, "And I think you're underreacting." Um, anyway, uh, so Christina is withdrawn from the boarding school, mm. um, and. And they go back in the car, arrive back. There is a journalist who's just finished writing a glowing article all about Joan Crawford and how she manages to balance motherhood, her career, and everything else. Um, And then uh, Joan casually just mentions, oh, this is my daughter, Christina. She was just expelled from boarding school. She's like, no, I wasn't. That's a lie! (laughs) Well, they go go to the outside room, and uh, I've got the ellipsis down here. That, like, huge pause... (laughs) Is a lie. Like, like it's so deep. It's, it's so different so from bizarre. the other It's <laughs> like <laughs> it's like the Exorcist demon just came out. Like the Pazuzu <laughs> jumped out. out. Yeah. Um, but um, this is so. This is and a, the scene goes on for so long. A lot also, of yelling. A lot me, of I'm just like Joan. Why? Like this woman just yeah. wrote a glowing review of you. And it's like, why would you why? saying your daughter got expelled help your cause? It's going to make you look bad. Why and did it, you got volunteer that information? And Joan makes no attempt to be quiet at all she's not going like shut up shut up it's like how dare you and it's like mere footsteps away from where the journal well john was like christina let's talk in the other room (laughs) and like fine i mean that's reasonable but when they get to the other room she's like they're They're yelling at each other and then like eventually um yeah like joan admits that she wants she kind of adopted Christina because it was a good good for her publicity yeah and she's like all I wanted was you, for you to treat me like everybody else does and Christina's like I was never your fan <laughs> yeah she's gone full Vader like. in her full deep voice and then Joan leaps on her and breaks the glass table and is strangling her yeah which lasts for ages quite like a, a bit full on like actual like attempted murder struggle scene it looked know? like like um, Joan was murdering was Christina was about to kill Christina and no one is coming and, and nobody, it takes ages then Caroline and the journalist come 
running and in. Then, oh, like, yeah, oh, and then when oh, they no, break them up, like, like, maybe it was during this or like maybe it was when they were breaking them up but like at some point Joan Crawford sorry Faye Dunaway takes a tumble and oh, yeah, almost, almost hits her hit head, head on, on, the the coffee ed- table. on the edge of the coffee table Oy. and I'm like I mean props to Faye she gave it her all and like, she is staggering around like fully in it like I didn't love the scene probably because of the deep voiced acting but also there's a lot of <laughs> but shouting it's, but it um, is another of the many scenes Joan's in this side. film which allows Faye Dunaway to like put her body through its absolute and, paces uh, through the just to like it's give so everything she can give yeah. and it's you know she does it it's very much <laughs> unfortunately God. she was working against um, a bad SNL performer yeah like, oh. <laughs> it's like it's like a Christian doing some kind of impersonation well honestly it honestly feels like if this was a comedy like it would be funny like you know just like classic movie scene and then you get this girl be like no just, <laughs> <laughs> like everyone's like maybe maybe Kate McKinnon's like hello my daughter and then the guest host would be like no <laughs> that is a lie this is how someone I do wrote, my series but somebody like a very niche parody someone, of this movie someone write that the- scene Bowen Yang freebie the film kind of um, suffers quite a bit in this kind of section because I think it's trying to hit on other sections yeah. of the memoir. Sure, yeah. Yeah. So we learned it definitely that needs to cover a lot of things. We um, we celebrated um, uh, John Crawford's marriage to the man behind Pepsi. Yeah, he he just created Pe- He's part of the he's, business he's of Pepsi. Of Pepsi. Yeah, he's, he's the, the king the, of soda. Yeah, he's the king of soda. But, <laughs> yeah. like ordering some the, Pepsi from Donald. Yeah, and their wedding toast. It was like when she was she she t- um, she was telling the press one of whom. One of the press guys is dressed like Colonel Sanders. There's, honestly, Colonel Sanders appears twice in the yeah, film. Yeah, multiple just times. Once, camera. once when she wins her Oscar, accepted from home. Yeah. Um, and as, she as greets the press. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and now when she's marrying the um the um Pepsi guy. Yeah, Pepsi dude. Um, we and, get a and, one. and oh. she she's she's like um. What did she say? What she <laughs> says? She says when they ask me, why um. Why the Queen of Hollywood and the King of Soda are together? <laughs> it just makes sense. I'm like, <laughs> You're like, <"Jessie."> okay. <laughs> she, I always think the King of Soda and the Queen of Hollywood, yeah. the perfect people. It jumps ahead pretty fast. Like they're like sorting out a, a what is it, an apartment mm. or something like that? So a building yeah, block. he just dies. If, but eventually he dies, and she is confronting the board of Pepsi oh, wearing this, this beautiful I, power hat. Yeah. With this and a great, uh, great brooch. Yeah, this, like, yeah, lots of dressed fully in black, lots except of wonderful for the things. Sparkly there's also before in the building scene just want to call attention to her like Russian countess outfit she's got this beautiful yeah. like white well, coat with well, black fur well we can we can talk about like but, the yeah. greatest hits of greatest of, hits of the outfit I'm sure we yeah. can do like a top five yeah um so again like of the of the most quotable quotes of Mommy Dearest the other one that <laughs> yeah. I remember before seeing this movie is don't fuck with me fellas it's yeah. amazing. Which it's I think beautiful. it's the film's F bomb, right? I don't think there's yeah. another any, yeah. any other fucks. And it's powerful. I felt yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, like, she's in the boardroom. And the way this scene is shot is actually quite creative. Yeah. Like, it's very impactful where she's at the head of the table and all these, like, random boring suits are, like, yeah. on the other end. And she's being pushed out of, of the shareholders or something because her husband just. Died. And they expect that they can just kind of, like, easily wave her goodbye and have all of her shares. Yeah. And she's like, I don't think so. And basically, by the end of this, you know, the fellas didn't fuck with her. And yeah. again, Faye Dunaway's facial acting in this is amazing. Her eyebrows are doing most 
the effort. And and then she has this weird like like weird jiggle scene where she's just like, mm-hmm. oh man, it's like and yeah. this like is just like marinating, and this she's just like another case of just scene. like most directors would have cut quite a while ago, Absolutely. but not this one. And so she's just left to kind of jiggle her head a little bit longer. Talking of you were talking about great cinematography and not cutting. One of the other really great shots that I love in this film that I don't think we'll get a chance to touch on, so I quickly want to get it in, is when she's just got Christina um, as a child and mm. she kind of lovingly looks at it and then all the rest of them are looking at her, all the, the people that have helped with her. And it keeps like cutting back and forth between yeah. them looking she at her and her climbs up the, stairs. Up the oh. staircase and they're all just looking up yeah. at her and then she stands at the top of the stairs and there's like this like stained glass window behind yeah. her that is behind her head that it makes her look like that she has this halo and she just stands there with the it's baby beautiful. looking down perfectly symmetrically composed she, well, and they're just looking up at her and she's standing there in all of her glory another incredible outfit the thing on. about this like movie that I think it gets really right is just how they frame Joan Crawford as a movie star yeah because it just captures her the mystique so Faye. well because yeah. Yeah. Faye just like goes up in the scene that you mentioned at the top of the stairs looks back and poses mm. and it's the most immaculate image you've ever seen and yeah. it's like kind of captures that intangible it's also incredibly foreboding because you're yeah. sitting there going like something's going to happen she's going to break this <laughs> yeah. baby like... yeah. this is definitely but, not good but it captures that intangible movie star quality that both mm. of these women have like yeah. no other woman could have played this at, Roll, know, at that yeah. time particularly but yeah. yeah one of the other final beats that we get um, which is preempted by a really random scene with Christina where she's sitting at the table one time oh, yeah. and she's she, like she, oh, we discover oh. that Christina has an ovarian cyst and has got the <laughs> yeah she's um, been which she's, is just her sitting at dinner going Oh, oh dear. Oh. And it goes for so it's like long. like clutching her sort of like abdomen. And <laughs> this is, there is multiple scenes where either she is meant to be very alert or hurt. Like there's another scene where she discovers her mum like totally passed out drunk. And yeah. she is like flopping around. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. Oh dear. <laughs> to me, I'm just like. She's not in her body at I all. I think it's, yeah. it's just like, this film kind of highlights how much physicality is important yeah, and dynamic to acting so because Faye's physicality is dynamic it's all the flawless. time it's, and then it's so and then Diana's physicality was so off yes it's like she just doesn't think that her body needs to do anything and, mm. and her face isn't doing much either though so yeah. <laughs> it's not like I can say she's a also, face actor her hair journey oh. is so bizarre because see she's she got has, that awful haircut we talked about before because it was like it was, she had the awful like short like Short, crop curly and thing. then and then she comes back from boarding school number two where Joan yeah. sent her to sort her yeah, out it's at a Catholic school. and it seemed like it worked uh, they mended their relationship a little bit and yeah. but she comes she's got this sort of longer tresses longer looks, they, look and nice. like, they look nice they frame her face really well yeah. but then the next scene we see her and she's, she's gone back she's back to the short and crop. not only does she have like a we- like the short hair back she has like this weird moo-moo maxi dress kind of thing it's that does very not weird suit her half a caftan kind of thing Anyway, uh, more like um, Blaftan. So we're at a, right? a, an hour thirty. So why don't we? We'll talk around. Um, yeah. Uh, so John's the last final sort of kind of crazy thing, of which I mean, the fact that all of this is like uh, memoir. Obviously, like a lot of things that happen in the memoir, people sort of generally agree to be true, though perhaps particularly embellished uh-huh. in the way that like like the detail might have happened. Was it done delivered in such a way or in such a definitely you know, in yeah. terms of how it's done? But something that uh, is bizarre that 
incontrovertibly happened is that while Christina is off work from the soap so, opera she works yeah, on Christina's with the ovarian cyst, work, work as an um, actress now. is uh, that Joan, who we've already dis- know has been jealous of her daughter getting and aging. Yeah, yeah. she's aging now, so she yeah, doesn't she's book aging, anymore. She's in her sixties. She isn't booking anymore, and she's jealous that her daughter has got a role in the sitcom. Mm. Uh, uh, it's, she, it's a so soap. She, the yes. Secret Storm. As it's a, a soap. A soap, yeah. yeah it's I a lie, know. and it whatever that, the same camera. thing. The, the, <laughs> it's the same. Thing. A television, you yeah, know, a yeah, television, a television program. Um, but yeah, and so she. Um, While she's sick in hospital, Joan takes over her daughter's role, which is yeah. Nuts. She like presents herself to the producer so, and, and comes on playing the same twenty-four-year-old character crazy. that her daughter is playing. And this is the thing that happened. There's apparently like there were like four or five episodes of this like long-running daily soap. Like, can you imagine? Just like I don't know, Mamie Gummer. <laughs> like booking a TV show, get sick, um, and then Meryl Streep just waltzes in. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll play the young ingenue. <laughs> you would not say no. You'd be like, no, oh, you'd be like, oh, yes, me. Sure. The apparently viewership was up 40% for the four days that <laughs> Joan was on. Totally. And because, Joan? And she's like visibly drunk. Was she terrible. can't read the cue cards. Yeah, she's they're all the way also, over there. How odd that they were like filming this live. Yeah, apparently they broadcast these soaps live at the so time. So you it's could like see Joan know, fucking yeah. up. You can see her fucking up. <laughs> Um, and anyway, I just love that this is a thing that happened because it's so bizarre and it just really speaks to Joan's understanding of herself, like her self-image at that uh-huh. time. She sees no issue with coming on in her 60s to play this 24-year-old. Uh, oh. It just And then from there, the, the film kind of jumps ahead. Uh, well, yeah, it's, it's basically wanna, Jones, like, yeah, final death march, of days. Yeah. I want to quickly shout out um, when Joan gets an award, we assume the Golden Gloves, we're never told. Not Maybe really, it's, like, um, it's a lifetime achievement. Like a lifetime yeah. achievement. Um, the best scene of Diana because we were kind of monitoring um, uh, Christina, the, the performer's oh, there's, there's when she best moment. And watch. there's a there's a yeah. great moment um, which she nails, um, and she has missed so many. So this is one of the small ones she nails, where she looks in the camera and she says, um, "I love you, mommy dearest." Yeah. And her lip kind of trembles, and you buy it. Yeah, you, you know her voice kind of tremors, and you're like, "Oh wow, that's a really tough thing yeah. for her to do." Of of accept this on behalf of her mother who's been awful to her and she she sticks the landing she did yeah Yeah. um but one of the funny quips of this just quickly is like as because we were tracking how christina who diana was was doing um (laughs) and then one time um carol ann the maid asks i mean asks joan how she feels about um uh this new soap opera. Well, Christina, Christina Christina's, yeah. um, Christina's, Christina's oh, yeah, performance, yeah, yeah. and she's just like, oh, she's improving. Yeah. And she is. She does. Well, she does. Diana. Even before that, we're, we're watching Joan watch um, her daughter on TV, and then she's giving the same fucking terrible performance of like, oh, I feel like this. We're all sitting and here, and we're going like, is she supposed to be trying bad? To interpret, is she supposed to be like, good? Yeah, like, Joan's yeah. expressions of like, and we're like, we were only able to work out if the sitcom, oh, sorry, the soap opera performance was supposed to be good or bad based on what Faye Dunaway did yeah. when she was responding to because the performance. It's like when we're told, oh, this is an amazing book or an amazing performance. It's yeah. like, we can't uh, fucking we tell know. because yeah. Absolutely. it sucks. All um, right, so the final capper of the film, um, obviously Joan dies. Yeah, um, yeah. Christopher shows up again also, after not being in half the film. Christina touches her mother's face yeah. in oh, yeah, the yeah. open the open casting and like the makeup yeah. jobs I, I, we'll talk about them in a little bit but yeah. like are very very good in this film but yeah. they get quite weird when very close to there death. are some, yeah. them, the some textures. inconsistencies yeah. in the makeup jobs um, yeah, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, anyway, so the brother and sister reunited again at the funeral. They go to hear the will be read. And the, the, final, the like, final twist of the knife. The twist of the knife is that their mother has deliberately and explicitly left both of them out of the will because they know what they did. <laughs> like, and then, and then, and then Christopher says, "Well, <laughs> typical. She always has the last word." And then we cut to Christina, and she says, "Does she? Does she? <laughs> she does it twice." It's like a giant. It's just like just the like, like, it's like oh. in case you didn't like get it the first time. <laughs> I wrote the last off. word. You're waiting for the Looney Tunes like circle to come around. <laughs> I mean, do, 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 do. the film ends with a freeze frame of that shot, face. and it just stays on it yeah, during the, the whole credits. credits. It scrolls over her face. And you know what? That's yeah. the real horror. <laughs> it's the scariest part of the film. I mean, this director clearly loved just leaving the shot on. He's <laughs> yeah. like, okay, for the like, final shot, leave this camera running. Let's see if And you know, she could have been acting. It's could the have same done, thing. Could have called me by your yeah. name level like, yeah. moment, no, but it's just you couldn't tell Timothy, that she was Timothy moving. Um, so, Should we go through some of the fashion? So yeah, film? MVP of MVP, this costume, well, well, makeup, and hair. First of all, yeah. Faye. Oh my god, well, Faye, Faye yes. goes without saying, but yes, but costume, makeup, and hair in this yeah. film. Ah, oh, the design. It looks just incredible. So, so the wig work. On the Joan. Work. Yeah. There are so, so there's all the classic kind of, when you think of Joan Crawford, the yeah. kind of, the curled, like, yeah, the black styled, hair. very, very, coiffed. like, hair and rollers, coiffed Absolutely. stuff. A lot of that at the start. Then, like, as she gets older, we get into these very weird left She's some, some juices for, for Joan. Yeah. Particularly, like, oh, man, there's one scene that we just both went, like, what? When she came <laughs> into the room because she had the 60s bouffant thing happening. Like a, yeah, a, yeah, beehive. Yeah. Like a beehive. But then she had like a crown of like hair plaits <laughs> separating her hair. It was a it was very so strange. It was a very young hairstyle. I've never seen that haircut like, on anyone. For an old older woman. Yeah, she's it was like very in her young. late 50s, very early 60s. 60s and that kind of I mean, vibe. it definitely like um indicated what era we're in because that's a very 60s hairstyle yeah. like a kind mm. of fembot kind of like ronettes kind of thing yeah but it was on joan i was like, like this what is this very wrong <laughs> on you. oh man and like the, i mean the makeup throughout like obviously we have lots of characters going through aging um so there is a lot of like different stuff but obviously like just joan crawford's face as a makeup beautiful i don't know if they use prosthetics or not but it was beautiful because i I think it's just makeup stuff it's just the way that they've done her eyebrows and her her lips like they're they're constantly drawn with all the lipstick around the outside which is a very like you know like theatrical makeup way Mm. of doing lipstick and it made her scarier i mean terrifying yeah Yeah. and then there's there's a section where where she's like she's meant to look older but not like too too old and yeah you perfectly gonna read it it's in yeah. the choking kind of scene where yeah. you look at well, her face me, and you're like oh it's wow it's crazy yeah. because like it's like, and it, to me i'm like i don't know if this was intentional or not but like this joan kind of gained a bit of weight like mm. it, it definitely mm. showed on her face maybe the makeup was a bit heavy but it was like the effect was like oh this isn't an, an older joan and then the next scene when we jump forward in time she's not as fat Oh, no, I mean, she's not as, you know, her face isn't as full. Mm. And I'm just like, is this intentional? But whatever it was, whether it was or not, it read. And I was like, this makeup job is, you know, good. Yeah, there's some just, I think, in terms of aging makeup as well, because I feel like you think of age yeah. makeup stuff as being, like, yeah. I guess, more modern technology. I mean, yes, but even as, I mean, like, like, like as, J. Edgar is as, like one as, of the most egregious. As, uh, yeah, I mean, that was 2010. Kate Winslet and the Reader, that was not great. Mm. And that was 2009. And that, this was made, like, decades is, yeah, before. Decades, so I was very before. impressed. Yeah. Like, even with the like, small yeah, blemishes. Like, Carol Ann has a lot of aging stuff happen to her mm. as well. Like, there are certain points where it's very effective, certain points where it's, like, done doesn't work and yeah. i think it's to do with like how that makeup is lit and like yeah. in the shot yeah 
you know um there are certain points where i'm like is this one shot where we're like oh god it looks like her eyes are stuck behind like the face Mm. mask of the old age makeup yeah this was this was carol ann right yeah yeah so Um, when we first saw carol's old age makeup because again the actress playing her tanya elder she played carol ann all throughout um so when we first saw i was like this is some really good makeup like she's got gray in the hair she's a bit older yeah but yeah one of the scenes she just looked like Glenn Close and Albert Knobs again another like botch makeup like I think prosthetics you think of them nowadays it's like adding so much on top of the skin that it just looks looks fake right big Mm. mass yeah whereas this it was it seemed to be more makeup kind of based and Mm. yeah honestly I preferred that even with like it just looked like cheeks looked like a bit weird in terms of the texture but even then I was like look I'll take that more than it's just this huge rubbery mass on absolutely John Lithgow or Leo DiCaprio that you see so many times and you're like good god what creature is on you has the alien face hugger just like attached itself on you yeah and 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 the fashion we got to talk about the fashion the taste. so yeah. like obviously we've talked about the metropolis gown one of my favorite that also, was also fun. how that was employed as with hair as well where her hair is usually being down um throughout this film and then all of a sudden it's up and it just like it's highlights like her cheek it's good because like it pulls it back she's got yeah. a bun a back bun like and a it, low back bun yeah but her cheekbones are popping and her dress is like this gold kind of metallic futuristic silver so yeah. Silvery, yeah. and, but it, it highlights her sides and like she's got like an almost like nude like bare back and it's yeah. like it's mm-hmm. very and these two beautiful. earrings that like long per- earrings that just frame yeah the perfect face. accessories like i yeah. think i think the fashion also indicates like how old jonah is pretty well because like yeah. earlier in the film she mm. had this like scarlet o'hara kind of like mm. um hair and like she had like the scarlet o'hara kind of the like puffy dress, dress is mm-hmm. very like yeah, southern belle yeah. kind of thing and um, then as she gets older she gets more like glamorous and like yeah and, and but all, all the gowns look expensive like. and it's yeah. just i also just love when she's clearly gotten changed into a gown to do something like walk on the beach <laughs> like 100%. it's a bit when she and the, the batman she's seeing when she's thinking about adopting children at the very close of the beginning she's got this long like the organza yeah and it's just like, like stepping on it's, it's almost sand. trailing on the sand i'm like and this you're is like, too why much why did you dress in this for it's this so thing? impractical and a lot and of the time yeah. it's kind of paired with her physicality as well mm. there's yeah. a great bit where she's come out of the pool and then she wraps herself in this white, um, you know, towel. But then uh, with the kind of white cap that she has on, yeah. when she, like, That's grabs fashion, Christina right? and she strides across, like, um, how how her, like, white gown and, yeah. uh, um, you know, um, towel cloth thing uh, works in with her movements, it's just very striking. Joan knows how to turn a look. And, and her accessories, like, she's got this fascinator that's like <laughs> dripping on her face great. the brooch from As, the coke set especially the scene is great. when like in the fascinator scene christina has a hat and it's a bad pink ugly. hat yeah. very yeah. ugly pink like hat. learn from your mother <laughs> and also like towards the end she has like the scarf the okay. before before the reveal of, of the bouffon here she had the yeah. scarf and has <laughs> scarf covering i dream of Joni. um yeah. and she has like this turban towards the end just just very and this is and one shot which just has a turban like this thing it's like every scene is an opportunity for a new joan crawford outfit and it's, it's amazing great. it works and when they need her to get monstrous like it's iconic like that yeah. look of the white headband like pushing up yeah all with the cold hair. cream on her face yeah it's, it's just like, so scary i don't know if this is anything at all like the actual joan crawford that existed but like at this point she's dead and she's oh. like it's a symbol and it's so iconic that yeah. you're like yeah um gotta imitate it gotta um, yeah gotta restage it gotta say all the but classical lines. i just love it I, again like we mentioned briefly 
the white Russian gown, the oh, setting yeah. gown. The coat, I, I want, like, I would love beautiful. the coat. coat. Sorry, it's yeah, so good. Mm. It's, it's just like it's a on long point. Which one was the? Which one was that? So what she's scene was visiting that? the new the, the, the apartment. She's getting built. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's that was that fabulous. Long coat yeah. with a big like yeah. like muff kind this of sleeves. When she was with the Pepsi guy, and that's yeah. when Christina was. She looked alright too, right? She had like who cares? Yeah, she always looks worse. Madeline a lot of the time, and like her best look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Just nice and simple, kind of like blues. Or like a small doll as yeah. a child. Oh like, man, she kept the scariest doll by her bedside. Um, terrifying. Yeah, the bit where she's like wrapped, wrapped up in bed with the doll beside her. It's very scary looking. Yeah. You know what I just remember about this film? Her fans are dumb. Like they ask her to sign their autographs with a pencil. Yeah. Like that's yeah. very impractical. <laughs> Bad is fans. It, is there anything final that we'd like to say about this film before we get into our um, bag or biff it? I thought this would be harsher on Joan, to be honest. You reckon? Yeah, I think it's pretty harsh. Don't get me wrong. But it also shows Joan as love. I thought she genuinely loved Christina throughout the whole of the film. Maybe she got really jealous towards the end, but there are moments where she's just, like, nice to her I, daughter. I guess so. There's, there's just sequences where she's, it seems almost... I think Psychopathic it's, oh, 100, it's so inhuman when, when she give, gets given those scenes. There's but like, like a, a moment where she like yells at Christina that we didn't really talk about around like, you need to be quiet, I need to like prepare or mm. I'm sick or whatever. And then she finds out that um, Christina, look, she tells her off and then she goes, look, you can't do like that. You need to look after mummy. Like mummy needs to be looked yeah. after. Uh, and then Christina goes off and tells of her dolls and says a similar so it's like imit- thing. It's like the same yeah. imitating thing yeah. she did before. And Joan stands in the doorway and hears this and she has this look on her face and you're like, oh, maybe she's going to realize the error of her ways. Yeah. But instead she takes the dolls and she throws does something them out. throws them out. <laughs> and then what does she say to Christina? She's like, now your daughters won't disturb you anymore. <laughs> It'll be good to their so mummy. Funny. I was like, Whoa, come on. I think she is an absolute monster in this film. Yeah. I don't buy that she necessarily loves her daughters. I don't know, I think she loves I, I don't think I don't think she like understands what being a parent is really like she doesn't really she sort of opts in and opts out in the way yeah, that many rich people do idea. that's yeah. true like rich people are able to do that they've got hired help to look after the kids yeah. when they don't want to have to do if it if you want like a um, nicer portrayal of joan watch feud with jessica lang as joan crawford she does really well hmm. yeah. yeah yeah i need to see that i mean my yeah. understanding of like you know this from what I understand of this film is heightened from the book. Yeah, obviously which was also Christine's criticized as being like perhaps true events but written in a slightly more sensationalized way. Sensationalized yeah. 100%. way. You know, the fact that it was a book written in deep anger the year yeah. after they found she out died. that they'd been cut out of the will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like Also, by the way, she had two other children who did the, the two other children do not appear in this film and apparently like Joan liked them. Money, yeah. They got money in the will. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. t- like twins. And now Mommy Dearest has been turned into a musical as well. I'm quite oh. curious to hear oh, how I would love to hear some of that. Uh, yeah. yeah. How that's been yeah. made. That's a good role for whoever that's, lands that. You know, Huge. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a great role for Patty. Yeah. 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 Oh my god, it should be amazing. Oh my god. Yes, please. She'd be amazing. Honestly any of them. Like I I think she's too she's too old for the yeah. younger version though yeah I could see be able to play 40, yeah not even Bernadette could do it yeah, no. Bernadette though is kind of like a weirdly ageless because she's yeah. so much work <laughs> she's yeah. kind of a, she, she might actually be better for it yeah so uh, bagging or biffing um, I'll go first I was kind of apprehensive about seeing this film because I know that it's beloved but um, coming from you know true life kind of events where uh, you know child abuse is like a pretty serious kind of um, uh 
uh, uh, crime action, um, I was like, oh, why is this so kind of beloved and kind of hailed when it's coming from such kind of dark kind of territory? And then hearing that the shooting of the film was actually quite difficult as well, um, I was conceptually, I was like, oh, is this weird to be shouting out um, such a, you know, these, these, this kind of, uh, this film? Uh, but having seen it, uh, it's it's a tour de force performance from Faye Dunaway. It's, uh, she's operating on, a, on another level um, that is, yeah, you're not really going to see a performance from a movie star like this uh, again. And it's on... Yeah, it's it's just like watching someone at the height of their powers, uh, operating in a way that perhaps their their ship wasn't being steered quite in the way that they thought. Uh, but it, it's just that magic combination of elements where it's like, but that's what makes it perfect. That's what makes it kind of beautiful. Um, uh, there were some bits where it dragged. Like uh, mm, I, I love, yeah. Uh, adult Christina um, in some ways was very amusing because of how bad she was but also it requires her to hold a, you know a fair chunk of the film and it does kind of drag and it does start to start to feel a little bit more episodic but honestly i don't think i've seen a, a film like this and that's why films become cult classics of like oh my god this thing is unlike anything you've ever seen so it's a bag it for me i am i'm definitely a bag on this one like i like i enjoyed the hell out of this film i definitely thought the second half of it dragged a mm. little bit particularly just we I, I really enjoyed the young christina performance so much yeah. that when you switch into the older one i was like oh okay and like i'm just like i don't like seeing you on screen um but fade on away is just so eminently watchable throughout this whole thing just everything she does you're just sitting there going what is she going to do next um and it's not like that thing where it's like oh they're the star but actually they're like only in 40 minutes like no, she like, is 100 this, this film i would say she's the, yeah. definitely the lead actress like no question about it um like i don't feel like in terms of like does this film like trivialize child abuse as an issue i feel like if we're asking that question then we're asking like do enjoying really stupid westerns that have lots of violence and shooting but it's something that happened you know yeah but like anything that involves like a historical like bloodshed or something like does that mean that not any of that can't also be funny or treated for comedy or i don't know like i Mm. feel like this is so like heightened and camp and it is not in any way like something that sh- it, it's just saying a moral yeah. message about I think, like how you should treat your yeah children, i think even know? even when like, it with its original it serious is. intention that yeah i mean it definitely was like no it's bad but i think what james is coming to as a point is like because it's being hailed are we also then um celebrating Relishing this as a this. camp yeah, like Element a weird, like, lurid draw towards violence, like... But I, I, I don't think so. I mean... It also just feels incredibly personal as well, of like, oh my god, I'm getting such an insight into, like, their life, and maybe that's why the response, as well as, like, some weird directorial decisions, like, I don't know. I, I'm taking over your, your bag at in Biffitt time. I know, you're taking over my I know, time. But, um... <laughs> Reclaiming yeah. her time. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it just seems very, like... a. It's weird that we get like this like full campy like look into Joan Crawford. It's like as an artifact um, in film history. It's mm. odd. Mm. What do you mean like as an artifact in film history? Like uh, that that a real life person has now has an interpretation of them uh, that is so lurid and out there and like big. 
Yeah, but I guess like that's the same. With, there are a lot of historical figures yeah. that have got treatment like that, and yeah. you know, a lot of media. Like, think of any version of like Queen Elizabeth that exists. Just to pluck a random person out of my head—that's a historical figure. Like, think of any like historical like drama or historical comedy that treats like it does like a caricature of a thing. Yeah, like, you know, a like, like, I think that that happens in in such a modern kind of like she still yeah. it still seems recent. Like, yeah, I think that's I guess that's why. I guess maybe that's yeah. why. Yeah. But I think that still happens with recent stuff. Like I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. trying to think of like examples off the top of my head, but like, and I think most of them are maybe more from political figures or historical figures. Yeah, I just haven't so seen it from a movie. Here's, here's like here's like a recent much. one, like. We all know that Mark Zuckerberg is bad now, but like maybe yeah. if if he t- turned out to be like a decent guy through and through, this if the Social Network is the only thing that you saw about mm. his life, you'd be like, wow, that guy's a dick. I mean, it turned out to be true. Yeah. But yeah, right. if he yeah. ended up as a decent guy, otherwise, it's like whoa, like you know. Yeah. yeah. I guess if you're a public figure, it's yeah, open yeah. To, I think if you're a public figure, it's totally open to it's you know. Especially if you've been hitting your kids and emotionally manipulating. Yeah, and I yeah. I think like it's it's based on this memoir of this person's account of this character, and uh-huh. so like it's very clearly like Christina's account of her mother, mm. like and the way that it's written is like with that in mind. And so of course she's this caricature. She's kind of this crazy, larger than life figure, and she is like lovable and hateable at the same time. In the way that, like, you mm. know, hugely ridiculously villainous <laughs> characters are, and that's what she so wants to so enjoy about about this film is that mm. she becomes this like almost Disney villain, like ep- of ep- epic proportion. It's I weird think. to me because, like, yeah, a, a one a, a simultaneously, it's like c- taking down the image of Joan Crawford that you know and love, but also kind of like there's something so fascinating and yeah and highly compelling about this woman. It's compelling and, and mm. ele- like the way she's yeah. shot is even kind of reverential so it's like mm. you know it's it's weird but it's compelling it's just pushing it further to yeah. the extremes of the highs and yeah. the lows yeah i think there is something about like even this sort of a tug of war between this filmmaker wanting to reverently really reverentially treat mm. this concept of movie stardom and shoot her as this glamorous movie star mm. while at the same time like really digging into like all of this kind of lurid detail in this memoir which is a very like tell all mm. like ripped to shreds Hmm. style of thing and maybe this is why and it's also, poppy and yeah. it's like yeah I mean like this is what like I mean we're talking about you must remember this like lots of um, like old Hollywood figures mm. and old Hollywood stories that we understand them in these broader we want to unearth those you know? stories yeah. yeah but we and we want to unearth those stories and like explore different versions of these people and I think there are a lot of different yeah cultural depictions of people yeah i guess you know we were discussing judy before as well of like yeah yeah weird. i think every biopic in some way is going to be like a different version of a character and i think yeah, this one's yeah. kind of in some ways because it's so extreme mm. you you understand you know from watching this like okay this joan crawford version. was probably yeah. in some ways a bit like this mm. but probably not an exact replica of this yeah. mm. and i don't think that has any bearing on liking or disliking the film for me like i think yeah. i'm looking at this purely as a film mm. artifact and I just think it's like it is funny. It is really compelling. It's bizarre. It's, it's bizarre. really it's it's strange to watch. It is overlong. Second half of it does feel overstuffed. Mm. But like up to that first half, particularly, and including some really interesting scenes in the second half, like it's just so strange and very watchable. Even though I'm not sure some of the choices that made that the case were intentional on the parts of the creators. Like yeah. I think they might have blundered into it. And we get those true life moments of like, oh my god, she actually played a daughter's role on tv and yeah like, mm, wow yeah. what the fuck cool so that's a bag from Cass. yeah 
after all of that. Yeah. Um, Cut it's, some of that, James. I don't no, think it's it worthwhile, actually, I think. Yeah, I don't think it was... You could put it somewhere else. Move it around. <laughs> <laughs> Just move it, editor. Just move it. No, I think I think that's an interesting discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like, first of all, um, I picked this film... And it was very bad for me to have not watched this film for so long. Um, Like, kind of just knowing Hollywood history. Like, I feel like I kind of knew what this film was through pop culture osmosis. Like, so I kind of knew what the film was without ever having to watch it. So I guess this is why I put it off for so long. But having finally watched it, I mean, as a camp classic, which is like how I primarily know it as delivers like mm. very as Cass said very entertaining it's like a slot machine it, yeah. I mean it drags like at some point but like there's enough fa- I mean to, to go around like it's it's very entertaining and, and extra she'll give you like, there was extra there's don't worry. three helpings <laughs> after um, and and yeah it's, it's just this bizarre creature that's like both like wants to be serious can't be because it is trying to be serious when it's not and incredibly funny like some things are campy but not funny, mm. and this is so funny, <laughs> like in a in a dark kind of way. But also, I love that this film has kind of been like reevaluated because historically, Faye Dunaway's career was ruined by this film. Like she didn't she the the work that she got after this film is like diddly squat. Like I think she Barfly, Supergirl, like Barfly, she's really good in, but like. Um, yeah, she got nothing. And, like, the only thing that we know her from recently is from her plastic surgery, her feud with Hilary Duff, when Hilary Duff deigned to comment on her portrayal of Bonnie when she played Bonnie and Clyde in a TV adaptation, which no one saw. (laughs) Stick to Lizzie McGuire. I still love you. Um, (laughs) And, um... And the, and the Oscars yeah, fiasco, the, um, Moonlight, yeah, um, which in in classic movie star fashion, once she realized that Warren Beatty fucked up, she fucked off. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm she not, blamed him. I'm not part of this. Yeah. Um, but to me, I was just like, this is an actress who gave the performance of a lifetime in this yeah. film, and the fact that like this was a black mark on her career for so long was is tragic in a way. But I'm glad that we've reevaluated it, and it's it's kind of because it's had this like mixed reputation of being hated and then resurrected. It'll live on in film history forever. Joan and Faye simultaneously linked. Film kismet. It's a bag for me. Triple bag. We've got. And three bags in a row now, is it? Oh, no, no, sorry, we've got Nick and Nora, I forgot about that. But we bagged a lot <laughs> Everyone recently. Everyone forgot about Nick and Nora. <laughs> From my count, it's four biffs to three bags. Yeah. So we're doing so we're, really good. You know, we're Nick coming and in Nick. hot on the bags. Yeah. Next week, we might have a special guest. Yes. Yes. To be announced soon. I yeah. mean, I guess to be announced on the episode. Yeah. But... Yeah, I guess so. Probably do a pre-announcement on that. Yeah. But make sure that you follow along to us on all of our social medias, both our personal. I'm at JamesK92. I am at uh, Matt the Lover on Instagram, uh, Read Love Reigns on Twitter, and follow me on Letterboxd because, uh, yeah, that's where you get my film stuff. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Lula Morashi, a at L-U-L-A <laughs> hold on <laughs> I started laughing a little bit at L-U-L-A-M-O-R-A-S-H-I 
You can follow us on uh, Twitter on Mixed Bag Pod and on Instagram at Mixed Bag Podcast. And you can follow me on Sesame Street. Counts, get back out of there. Little fly off with him. Happy no Halloween, more, everyone. Woo! No more wire hangers. Ever. You like those flicks? Come get your fix in a podcast called Mixed Bag.